o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello, Rain. Hi. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Did you know that I have a clean slate? Yes, yes, that's right. You do. <laughs> I, I I think we all need a clean slate right about now. Um, I'm thinking a, a whole clean slate with the entire administration. That would be good. Special <laughs> election, please. Um, and I'm kind of loving that everybody who either leaves or is fired from the White House says, it was my choice. So-and-so yeah. needs a clean slate. <laughs> and uh, also joining us out of uh, my state mate, uh, Columbus, Ohio, uh, our, our good friend Kat, joining us on the program here. Uh, hello, Kat. Hello. Happy 36th MTV Day. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is the 36th anniversary of MTV? Yes. Are they going to play oh. a video, at least one video to celebrate? I don't know. They're supposed to be uh, bringing Total Request Live back, from what I understand. Hmm. Interesting. I heard that too. You know. Maybe you know what? Carson Daly will leave uh, NBC. <laughs> you You know what's What's really funny is like when we were you know younger in our you know teens and twenties and everything, and MTV was out there and everything. Everybody'd be like, "Hey, I used to just listen to music on the radio." And now we're like, oh, we used to watch videos on the MTV, not 16 and pregnant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's this Teen Wolf that, garbage? I, I think that the uh, music videos were a better cultural um, contribution <laughs> to society. I think even the naysayer, the early naysayers of MTV would probably agree with you, Kat. I don't think 16 and Pregnant really resonates with more than, uh, I don't know, Trump cultists or people who don't vote at all. Um, and, uh, and, um, uh, and my apologies for being a couple of minutes late tonight because I thought Joe was going to be on, but... I screwed up and he wasn't and I kept trying to call him so where's Joe and then he's on Facebook and he's like I'm off remember <laughs> oops well I hope Joe had a great birthday and today is P.S. Mueller's birthday I hope he has a terrific birthday so we'll uh, give him a, 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 an additional birthday boner even though he was given one on Friday we'll give him another one uh, later on today and of course if you have any birthday requests requests Get them out there for us uh, before uh, well when we get to name calling it'll be good because it'll be fresh Noon fresh requests right there. Uh, so uh, <laughs> speaking of new and fresh, 
I guess we. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the, there's a there's a, a fresh face of the administration is no longer there, everyone, and I'm sure, I'm sure you know what we're talking about <laughs> at this point. Scaramucci, screw the poochie, everybody. So uh, apparently, uh, apparently, there just there are just as many reasons about Scaramucci quitting as there were for uh, James Comey being fired. Okay. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, there are many versions of what's going on, but uh, there, there are people that say, oh, well, apparently Trump didn't like that interview that we just said he really liked that was profanity lace about Bannon contorting and blowing himself. <laughs> yeah, know? but Trump loved Evidently, that. Evidently, but... the president, the president thought that kind of talk was inappropriate. It's great, but it's inappropriate. But, but how is grab them by the pussy? Just simple locker room talk that's perfectly appropriate. Yes. And sucking his own cock is somehow yeah. inappropriate. And from what I read last night the big problem was that ivanka and melania got the sads over that particular one but not the sexual imposition yeah president says death to moochie yeah yes death <laughs> at least his <laughs> at least death to his career in the white house everybody so in cat i'm really glad you brought that up because in case anybody didn't see it I posted a screenshot of my conversation, um, and that's right. I'm revealing myself right now on the air. I am the user on Discuss. Superman hates Trump, too. Um, <laughs> that's my uh, hive of scum and villainy uh, username there. You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. And, it, and it, it's kind of, you know, and the thing is, Christopher Reeve hated uh, Trump. So I, I used the picture of super, uh, of uh, evil Superman taking a shot at the bar from Superman uh, three. I think uh, that's that's my avatar. So anyway, I I'm, I had a little mix him up with a Trump cultist the other day, and I have it in front of me, and I'd like to read it to you. So this uh, uh, gal named Me Mom, Me Mom, he dad. Uh, so <laughs> so Me Mom uh, posts. About, this is about Scaramucci uh, leaving. The handwriting was on the wall after his ugly comments surely showed bad judgment for a communications director. There was no choice but to resign before he got fired. He said he resigned. Okay. Whatever. Poorly written. And so I responded, what ugly comments? Isn't he just engaging in locker room talk like Sleazy Don? He's just being a non-PC, no-nonsense alpha male, right? And she put, yeah, yeah, okay. And I said, it's not like he was talking about grabbing women by the pussy or anything. Still not over the fact that Trump is your president. Sorry about that. Somebody else chimed in. He won't be much longer. Thank you. That was from Google. The, Google that put that in there. Um, so I, I responded, uh, I'm not over the fact that you and all the other Trump cultists are liars and hypocrites. It, does, it It's like you don't know what you believe until you say it out loud or type it in the comment section. Zero self-awareness. And then Boom. she and she put, yeah, okay, if you say so. And I said, cool, glad you agree. So there it was, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of the equivalent for, 
um, I accept your apology by Stephen Colbert. That was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, but the the beautiful thing was yesterday on Twitter when I forget who it was that started it, but there mm-hmm. there was a uh, tweet going around that was asking women to retweet if they had had periods that lasted longer than Scaramucci. I just said that in the chat. <laughs> when I was younger, hell yeah. Mm. It was like, is this ever going to end? And you know, when I think about it, I felt the same way about Scaramucci. I had the same kind of cramps, mm. achy, bloaty. Just every time I saw him, I was disgusted. Sure. I was cranky. Yeah. There, there were some other really great tweets. Um, it was before Colbert yesterday, but... Uh, uh, Eugene Goo, MD, at Eugene Goo, G-U, how to spell his last name, um, says he got hired, divorced, had a baby, and fired in 10 days, like a fruit fly, hashtag Scaramucci. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to even qualify it, but I think this was one of the craziest week and a halves with him there in this administration. That was insane. Yeah. As as I was saying, the last week and a half with uh, with the White House has been like, there's a guy looking out the window at a dumpster fire. He <laughs> says, hold my beer, grabs a gas can, and lofts it into the middle of a dumpster. Yeah, sure. And maybe a few uh, bottle rockets, you know, those heavy-duty, like, you know, Wiley Coyote bottle rockets at the same time. Um, and, uh, I also made the observation, the poor, poor guy, Scaramucci, he can't even use the excuse that he's going to spend time with his wife and baby. So, uh, poor guy. (laughs) So let's, let's hear some of the audio of how this unfolded yesterday from CNN. And I got to tell you, Brooke Baldwin and Jeff Zeleny, they were kind of, this this was breaking news because it was really unpolished and they were just kind of like tripping around and stuff and I won't fault them for that because can you imagine being on the air and getting a bombshell like that <laughs> and and having to compose yourself and and come up with like clear thoughts because this is insane 10 days on the job <laughs> This entire White House is insane. It, it cert- certainly is. Um, so, <laughs> so. Oh, and by the way, thank you to the person who uh, posted the picture. Well, that escalated quickly, and it shows an escalator with like six stairs on it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of having an escalator that small? Might as well have a ramp. Um, (laughs) What's the point of having a president whose hands are this small? Oh, see? There you go. Uh, Yes. So, um, all right. So here we go. Uh, This this one's kind of long, but it's um, uh, Brooke Baldwin and Jeff Zanellini as this news about Scaramucci. Screw the poochie. 
The chief of communications, Anthony Scaramucci, who had been at his post for all of 11 days, offered his resignation. He is out. A couple of quotes before we talk to Jeff Zeleny. Uh, John Kelly is in charge now. One one so- source close to Kelly tells CNN. Uh, and apparently, actually, J- Jeff Zeleny, let me, let me bring you in and, and we can deliver this together. The, the news behind the timing, apparently, and you tell me, it was, it was General Kelly who thought that Scaramucci wasn't uh, quite disciplined enough right, that that he had burned his credibility in his post. Sure, Brooke. I mean, that's what we are learning this afternoon. Uh, And it is also a sign that the president is giving his new chief of staff the full authority that he promised he would or said he would last Friday when he made this um, um, surprise announcement that Ryan's previous was leaving. But as it pertains to this, Brooke, we are being told that Anthony Scaramucci was essentially escorted off the White House uh, (laughs) property earlier this afternoon. It was after uh, the chief of staff, uh, John Kelly, said... Uh, look, he does not uh, think that he is a uh, right for this uh, White House. All goes back to the tone of that uh, uh, conversation, the interview with with the uh, New Yorker magazine, Brooke, that uh, was so incendiary and really uh, divisive. I'm also being told this afternoon that uh, uh, Jared Kushner, the uh, son-in-law and senior advisor, uh, um, as well as Ivanka uh, uh, Trump, the president's daughter, also supported this decision for Anthony Scarmucci to leave. But we should also point out they also supported the decision for him to come in. And in fact, Ivanka Trump was in the room when the president was interviewing him uh, for the job just less than two weeks ago, bro. Uh, just so you know, they, uh, uh, Ivanka and Jared totally agreed with letting Scaramucci go, but we should add, they totally supported him coming on board. Exactly. Uh, God damn. <laughs> oh. Well, re- remember, Ivanka and Jared are also supposed to be the ones that are moderating him and, and making him, making sure he's all LGBTQ friendly and. So at this point, I have to ask, Jared and Ivanka, what the hell is your point? Oh, and speaking of Ivanka too, about you know, um, not well. Okay, obviously Jared Kushner has achieved uh, peace in the Middle East. Just so we know that that's fact, everyone. Um, (laughs) Being a little sarcastic there, Um, and. um, uh, Ivanka Trump, the, this article, I don't need to get into it too much, but Ivanka Trump desperately wants to lower expectations of what she can achieve. That was an article from Media nice? I, I saw yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And I, I actually, yes. I have the perfect idea how she can lower her expectations. She should slide out of the White House on Scaramucci's trail of slime and never go back. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. That she really wanted to have, and it wasn't that she wanted to lower expectations. Let's make this clear: she wanted to make sure that other people lowered their expectations of her. Of her, yes, exactly. So yeah, the wording. You know, and this the, is the, the same one who said, "I can't," you know, "I can't believe the level of of viciousness in D.C." Oh, I, I, then, then, then I she... don't like to hate sisters, but she's not helping. Uh, she sat in on the interview with Scaramucci. I mean, no, seriously. It's just... She was probably too busy approving the newest uh, stolen designs to be manufactured in China. Oh, see, there you go. Sad but true. 
Um, well, yeah, because you know she is a small business person. Um, yeah, it, well, yeah, very. Yeah, well, she was there today small. at that at that small business symposium, and yeah. and you know I heard what Donald Trump said, and I don't know if anybody else heard it. We probably can't go into it tonight. I don't think we have video or audio, but. Um, you know, Donald Trump tried to make it sound like Ivanka was a small business person who, oh, who started her business from the ground up all on her own because she never gave up. Oh, seriously? Yes. Oh, I wish God. I was kidding. Oh, I need so, my... So, you know, Ivanka, she should lower her expectations and leave. Yeah. Go home and raise your children. Oh, and fat daddy. And, not and a... I'm sorry if that doesn't sound like I'm a feminist, but just leave. Go. No, go no, no. Leave. If she's not good for the job, she's not good for the job. I mean, being a feminist is, is you know, also recognizing, you know, you know. Being a feminist also means that you you choose to stay home and raise your children, by the way. Sure, sure. But anyway, to, uh, I, for, for, uh, for Trump, though, for saying that she's a small business owner, fuck you, Donnie. Um, yeah. Well, this is. This is the same person who appointed as head of the Small Business Administration, Linda McMahon, whose husband owns the largest sports entertainment company in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's small business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let me just just to put a comparison, you know, I'm I'm sure that the world the WW whatever it is now. It, I'm sure that it did start out as a small business. There's another, and I, and I, I when I hear about small business, I think I think about, um, I think it's Jim Koch, Jim Coke, who who owns Sam Adams Brewery. Okay, yeah. and in the home brewing, in the home brewing, and the craft brewing industry, in particular, the craft brewing industry, there's a lot of people right now are like, Sam Adams is not a small business anymore. It's no. not craft brewing anymore. You're a big business. And it's fine. They make a good product. That's, you know, that is a good thing. But they're not a small business and they're not craft brewers. Yeah. Linda McMahon running the Small Business Administration no. <clears throat> is a joke. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, everybody who is successful, um, unless it's, it, well, yeah, every every company, every corporation, it, it, everybody started somewhere being a small business owner, you know, stealing resources from somebody who is less powerful than them. So, yes, <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm talking going way back. But, you know, Ma, like you said, Sam Adams is a perfect example. That's somebody who started out as a small business owner and built basically, you know, w w you know, a, a little empire for themselves. And what does does uh, does that brewery still make its own products or did another brewery take it over? No, it still makes its own products. Okay. It does <clears throat> in that respect, but it's yeah. not a craft brewery yeah. slash small brewery. Sure, sure. So, and, and, and I hope yeah. I'm kind of I, making the yeah, yeah. It, you know, WWE. Yeah. It, it's it's to to sit there and and act like it. I I don't know, man. And also, Linda McMahon's she's a Republican, so well, she's yeah, well. Yeah, just so, there's that. Anyway, uh, so well, let's go ahead and get back to this. Uh, Brooke Baldwin and Jeff Zeleny covering Scaramucci leaving. Um, um, but uh, I love this. This one's hilarious. Is, is, you know, did did Scaramucci damage himself in the eyes of Trump? 
There was a big question in Washington, how long would Anthony Scaramucci stay on the job? A uh, few people uh, thought that he would be leaving this afternoon, Brooke. But also we're told the president uh, was sounding people out, as he often does throughout the weekend. And he talked to one ally who said this, Brooke. He asked uh, if Anthony Scaramucci had seriously and permanently damaged himself. This ally of the president says, yes, sir, I believe he has. The president mm -hmm. agreed. That was yesterday. So, Brooke, that sort of... Uh, uh, sets the conversation, the table for what happened here today when the new chief of staff came in. Really, one of his first official acts, Anthony Scaramucci, out. Out. So, uh, yeah, is it is it true that he damaged himself by by swearing and saying nasty things? Uh, well, yeah, you're the arbiter of decency, know, Trump. You know, aside, we, we all keep going, and when I say we all, I do include myself. We all keep going back to the grabber by the pussy comment. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I saw a tweet, and it and it kind of, it, it just, it snapped back into me. There was so much more in that video yeah. that was released last year. I moved oh, yeah. on her like a bitch. I couldn't get there, and she was married. And then all of a sudden, I see her, and now she's got big phony tits and everything. Yeah. That's awful. That is just as bad as what it, Scaramucci said. Well, it's worse there than was what the Scaramucci about, said. It's worse I than what Scaramucci so said. Yeah, I every, think so too, because you know what? That's Trump admitting that he committed sexual assault. Right. Yeah. And and there was also the comment about having the always having the tic tacs and popping yes. tic tacs because he's going to plan a kiss on a woman whether she wants it or not. Yes. Because yeah. so, that was what led into the, when you're a celebrity, they let you do whatever you want, and then that led in to grab them by the pussy. Scar and so this is where, I'm yeah. glad that Scaramucci's gone, because he, he was just, he's a he, sleazeball. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, you know, for Trump to sit there and say, or for his representatives to sit there and say that Trump thought his, 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 his communication was not acceptable for a person in his position... That is utter hypocrisy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, well, in in let's let's put it in perspective. You you already laid out what the case was against Trump for the Billy Bush tape, sexual assault, right? What did mm -hmm. Scaramucci say? He was trash talking two of his coworkers and was using figurative blue language about him. Of course, exactly. Steve Bannon doesn't suck his own dick. You know, I mean, it's no, he, he's not that limber. But, um, but you know. But, it, uh, but ultimately, it, it was the, ultimately, what he was doing was insulting two people he knew. Trump was talking about stalking and pursuing and actively uh, engaging in assault on women. Yes. Yes. And ultimately, the big difference and why what Scaramucci said was viewed as a bigger crime with the likes of Trump was. What Trump was doing was being an entitled male, just grasping and seizing what he sees as what he is entitled to, women. Where Scaramucci, what he said, was insulting other men and implying homosexuality. Yep. He still said it as an entitled male cat. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I he did. Yeah, I don't think that's... But Scaramucci was attacking men, and Trump was attacking women. So what Trump did was less of a was less of a crime because he was attacking women, where Scaramucci was attacking men. I don't know. 
I still think Scaramucci thinks that he's better than Bannon and Priebus, and he came at it from an entitled point of view. That may be true, yeah. but ultimately, the reason why Trump and his ilk had more issue with what Scaramucci said than what they than with grab him by the pussy is because Scaramucci was attacking men, not women. Okay, yeah. all right, I, yeah, yeah so I could see that. But I, I yeah, I it, both both can absolutely be true about this. Is that Scaramucci did it out of a sense of entitlement, feeling better than those two? But the reaction from Trump and his inner circle, and even. Um, maybe some of the supporters, uh, you know, well, actually I'll tell you what the Trump cult online, they were in love with Scaramucci last week and now all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah, well it was just time for him to go. No, fuck you. You owned him last week and now all of a sudden, you know, you don't want, but yeah, I, but I think absolutely both can be true because, uh, the, <clears throat> again, it's just locker room talk when you're talking about sexually assaulting women, but you go after one of ours. One of these manly men in the administration, you're going to pay the price. Boys. Yeah. In slow talk, boys will be boys. So it, it, it all it all really comes from a, a, a place, you know, a, a place of um, the patriarchal entitlement. So um, let's get to the last one here, um, it, because... Uh, Brooke Baldwin was like he was he was escorted out, <laughs> and of course it's not. I mean it's not unheard of to be escorted from the premises of a workplace, especially when it's like I don't know the White House. But still, I mean ten days and then you're escorted out. Eleven days, whatever. But yeah, so uh, here we go. Did you say Scaramucci was escorted off the property? We are told by our uh, producers here, our, our team here, that he was escorted off the property, which isn't necessarily unusual. I mean, if someone is, is no longer working here, uh, you know, he has no reason to be here. So we are told that he was escorted off the property earlier this afternoon. And uh, now the question is what happens uh, next? Most people in Donald Trump's orbit, President Trump's orbit, uh, never leave entirely. They go to a different uh, part of the structure or the system. He obviously still supports this president very much. So we'll be keeping an eye on and trying to report more what he's mm -hmm. going to do after this. Uh, I expect that he will stay in his orbit as an outside advisor of some kind, perhaps mm. even uh, some other type of job in the government. I wouldn't rule that out, Brooke. But in terms of the White House grounds, uh, the West Wing here, he is mm -hmm. no longer here. I'll see you. No, yeah. Stop, don't come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I, um, I heard a clip from CNN last night Mm -hmm. April Ryan, who I love. Yeah. Love myself some April Ryan. She was talking about being escorted, and she said that she did She did some research. And, you know, th this is not common. Oh, it yeah? It's not common to be escorted out of the White House. You can get fired, but you're not escorted out. I it's, wonder if Because it's not like a regular workplace. This was an abnormal situation. I wonder if they uh, seriously. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this conspiracy theory out there right now. I wonder. I'm not accusing him. I wonder if maybe they found an illegal substance on his person, and that's why it went down. Because the way he was acting last week, the way he was acting last week, that wasn't normal at all. I know that you know. Yeah, of course, Trump is definitely not normal, but his his abnormality is on so many levels. But 
somebody no, like he acted like he was hopped up on something. Goofballs. That was a guy who really looked like he was on coke. I'll say it. <laughs> uh, I have met cokeheads. Yeah. I used to live on Long Island. Cocaine. I met Italian cokeheads. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine is a hell of a drug cocaine's a hell of a drug it it is it is and i'll tell you what uh it, it, we're, we're gonna go ahead and uh play that and then we gotta go to the break cocaine is a hell of a drug so uh but because we're gonna talk about scaramucci a little bit more when we come back because this really is a huge story because i mean we uh, when are we ever gonna have a chance to talk about him again we can't gamble that you know that he'll he'll never be uh spoken about again on this show uh but anyway uh yeah so uh we'll be right back uh with lots more turn up tonight of course cat and rain joining me all three fun filled hours tonight and we got lots of other crazy stuff to talk about so hang tight everybody we'll be right back we're gonna listen to swimming upside down by bobber so uh we'll be right back right after this turn up the night with kenny pick occasionally i get a jerk like you here so thank you kennypick.com
host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth, it's showtime. 
It is showtime. Welcome back to the program. And, of course, uh, Bob are getting lots of love out in the chat room for Swimming Upside Down. Thanks again for sharing your music with us uh, and keeping us out of trouble with the record companies, my man. And, of course, uh, joining us, as always, uh, uh, speaking of Bobber, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Swamp is still not drained. God damn that swamp. Nope. God. Yes, we gotta we, we gotta do a goddamn. God damn it! And uh, Just Joe, yeah, Joe Santoris uh, uh, is off tonight, uh, and his he just had his birthday the other day. So once again, happy birthday, Joe! Hope you had a great one. And uh, of course, our good friend Cat out of Columbus, Ohio, uh, my sister from another mister. Welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. And the shipberg seems to be rising out of the swamp, however. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, you know, and <laughs> it was funny because uh, a, a, a dad sent me a, a, a picture, a meme or something the other day. And I, I, I don't know, it was a picture of Scaramucci and it says, I've never seen a, a rat jump on a sinking ship, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> I think it, it, it did he cause the boat to capsize when he jumped on. Is that why he's off already? Um, yeah. So, uh, so there's some other interesting developments in the whole Scaramucci thing, and um, again, all there's lots of reasons coming out about this uh, that as to why Scaramucci is gone and why Ryan's Priebus is gone and. Who better to have talk about this than uh, than two of of Donald John Trump's mortal enemies, Jake Tapper and Jim Acosta, <laughs> uh, over there ah. on CNN? It's fake news. <laughs> oh, we got fake news. We got fake news. We're going to talk about next segment. I don't have audio for it, but this this the yeah. You want fake news? Holy shit. There's a lawsuit we're going to be talking about. It's nuts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so here we go. Part one of Jake Tapper and Jim Acosta talking about Scaramucci's unceremonious exit. Again, once again, uh, Scaramucci screwed the poochie. Here's clip one. Trump was put off by the fact uh, that Reince Priebus did not respond uh, in kind after Anthony Scaramucci right. uh, trashed him uh, to the New Yorker. Now we're told uh, that President uh, Trump uh, found the comments in, uh, inappropriate. Um, it does yeah. seem to be more driven by General Kelly, the, the chief of staff, uh, I would think. I'm going to pause it right there because what he just said there is he was Trump was disappointed that Reince Priebus didn't go talk about Scaramucci's wiener um, and, you know, shit talk him. Uh, so he fired Reince, but then all of a sudden, from going back to what we heard in the earlier clips from Brooke Baldwin and Jeff Zeleny, was that Scaramucci damaged his... Oh, I mean, it's like... I love it. it I hate it. No, none of it does. None of it does. None of it makes sense. I mean, I'll be honest with you. And it's my opinion that I do believe that Trump was pissed that Reince didn't fight. When Mm. you look at the fact that, you know, he's got he's got uh, Kellyanne there who was fighting with Sean Spicer at the beginning of this administration. They brought in Trump loves chaos. 
He likes to see people fighting. That's what he yeah. did on his TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I believe inter- it, that to be yeah. the truth. I, I believe you're right. So, um, all right, well, let's let's listen to the rest of this clip. But yeah, I mean, none of this is all all just. I mean, it's just. It's too many explanations. It's it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> uh, all right, continuing. I think so, Jake. But again, this is a day of contradictions and chaos here at the White House. Uh, the White House press secretary or the incoming White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, did not want to acknowledge uh, that there is chaos in the staff here at the White House. Uh, that seems to be uh, something akin to denying that the sky is blue. Obviously, the staff is in chaos here at the White House. Uh, she said, well, if you want to see chaos, you can come over and uh, see how my uh, kids uh, play at, at the house. Um, my suspicion, Jake, is that her children p- perhaps behave better uh, than some of the officials do uh, here inside this White House when they're engaging in this sort of uh, uh, factional bickering that we see all the time. Uh, I will tell you, I thought another thing that was interesting here, this was very much a briefing where I think the White House is making it clear they're showing Anthony Scaramucci the door. Uh, She was asked during this briefing whether Scaramucci will be uh, working at the Export-Import Bank, uh, and and she said no, uh, that is not the expectation here at the White House. And uh, Jake, I can tell you, I talked to a friend of Anthony Scaramucci who said uh, he had spoken with uh, Scaramucci earlier this afternoon uh, who said that uh, the Mooch uh, had intended to show up for work at the Export-Import Bank uh, promptly at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Evidently, uh, that is no longer going to be necessary. Oh, the Mooch. Did you you like how uh, uh, Acosta threw in the Mooch there? Mooch. Yeah, just called him He was Mooching. Yeah, official statement from the the White House about there being no chaos. There you go. Uh, and I, I looked into it. I don't think that he showed up today at the import export. But it was interesting that he was at the import export bank. And and I did finally find a link. And I know I shared, I shared with you and Joe yesterday in the in the, um, you know, the show chat our prep, that it, I found a second link finally. Basically, Scaramucci evidently told, like I said, two at CBS Radio, and then I found. Um, ABC Eyewitness News. Um, Scaramucci basically said that he wants to return to the import-export bank. He's like, I'll resign. Just make sure you let me have my uh, my position. And I'm pretty sure they said, yeah, no. Cocaine. Sorry, Goomba. Gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine! Uh. <laughs> this, this has been a crazy 10 days with... Just with this one person. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is some pretty epic uh, nonsense. But it's it's been crazy. It's been a crazy ten months. Six. No, yeah, ten. Yeah, I guess ten. You can go with ten. Ten. Going back to Comey with his, I'm investigating these mystery emails that suddenly turned up on this mystery laptop from that point on it's been just craziness Mm -hmm. so all right so uh in this next clip uh we're winding down oh no actually here let me play uh this from today this is uh, uh i don't usually like to play this garbage but um tmz stalked uh scaramucci 
and got a brief comment from him. So here's this. The audio it, the audio is not the best. I mean, seriously, TMZ, you make enough fucking money. Could you buy a decent handheld recorder for your reporters or at least get a decent <laughs> microphone on your video camera? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Your best advice for the next communications director coming in? It's not appropriate for me to comment right now, but I appreciate you being here because I know you have a job to do. Okay, so what are you going to do next, man? You have a lot of money on the line. You have a big business. You have a new family. What, what are you, you going to oh, work on next? Oh. You know what I'm going to do next? I'm, I'm working on being a, the best person I can be. Oh, and I, I want uh, Chief of Staff Kelly to have an unbelievable opportunity inside the White House. Did you have a chance to uh, say goodbye to the president before you left? That's it for right now. Fair let me ask you this. I'm serious. I, I um, appreciate the, you, the job. Uh, entertainment, before you go on, entertainment people were talking about um, dancing with the stars. You, Spice, or others. Are, are you, <laughs> would that something you consider? I, I don't know how to dance. Okay, the most important thing in there is is he didn't he, he said he was asked, "Did you have a chance to say goodbye to Donald Trump?" And he refused to answer. So you know what? I got good feelings. I got good feelings. I got good feelings. Think he's got hurt feelings. Is there anybody who's left the White House that hasn't been completely tarnished by Trump? Um, well, they they end up tarnished the moment they walk in the door. So but, yeah, no, no, I understand that. I agree with, but I, just anybody who comes in, yes, they start out tarnished. But look at all of the people who have gone. The only person who I think hasn't been completely tarnished is maybe Comey and and Yates, and maybe yeah. pre. But these are people who were fired. Yes, and as opposed they, to people who supposedly left. Yeah, and, and Comey and they was were there. Hold- yeah, they, it, go ahead, Kat. I, I was going to say Comey and Barrara and Sally Yates were holdovers from Obama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, Trump is a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, so so that's the thing is in um you know they they already had. Uh, with with the exception of Comey, because Comey's been a roller coaster ride for all of us for the last year and a half, you yeah. know. Um, but you know, uh, the, obviously, I think anybody who was you know working under uh, President Obama obviously is going to come away smelling a lot better because you know there's a certain amount of respect and gravitas that uh, um, it, you know. And I'm not just talking you know just with Democrats. I'm talking with you know just average people people around the world you know um so yeah i mean but if you if you're part of this this shitty clown show the only person you're not tainted in the eyes of are are people who used to put sarah palin on an altar and now yeah where where are they in their love for sarah palin nowhere to be found um, you know, they, they throw away their heroes, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it, Scaramucci is the perfect example of how the Trump cultist thinks. It's like, yeah, they're perfect, they're great, yeah, I mean, and everybody's like, yeah, Ryan's previous, perfect, great pick. You know, now it's like, deep state, he's deep state, that's why he had to be fired. God, you guys just, yeah, they're all, you know who Trump supporters are? Trump supporters are the kids you went to school with who said, my dad's a policeman and he's going to beat you up. Those are the, who those people are because their dad was never really a policeman and they probably never even saw their father. 
you know, because they were such yeah. annoying children. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, I mean, it, it, it's just they're, they're all they're all like John Lovett's character on SNL. The yeah, that's the ticket guy. You know, yeah, my girlfriend Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's it, they're all just liars, and and they they've they've crafted this this you know, and Trump is the same way. But they've taken this this uh, playground mentality as to you know what it doesn't matter if it's true. I'm just going to say it to make myself feel better about uh, um, to make myself feel better than you, you know, and 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 that's that's what they are. And and you know, again, last week Scaramucci was a fucking no nonsense won't bow bend the knee to being politically correct he that's how an alpha male talks to oh well you know he did make some pretty ugly comments it was time for him to go but again they're okay with words describing sexual assault against a woman just not again i, I don't know who said it but somebody in the chat said yeah saying that somebody you know blows themselves that literally is locker room talk you know that yeah. that kind of you know that that shit talking you know that that's locker room yeah, talk that, talking about assaulting that's, someone that's 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 a a a, a step before a crime to a crime yes that's admitting to a crime and it was moon mare who had said that in the chat so. yes thank you moon mare thank you just a shout out to her well, I appreciate that. So I saw that, and it uh, Kenny, stuck with did me. You, yeah. mm-hmm. Did you, Kenny and Kat, and everybody else in the chat room, did, I'm going to put the link in, in the chat itself. There was, when you were talking about those kids in high school, um, the National Review had an amazing article. I think it was, I, I, when was, what was the date? God. It was way back on July 30th. <laughs> And it's from the National Review that this is important. So that's a conservative outlet. It's called Death of a Fucking Salesman. And they okay. basically went they went in and they were talking about the movie Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah. And and how um they're Alec saying Baldwin? that so many Trump supporters they want to believe that they want to believe that um Trump is is the Alec Baldwin character, Blake. Ah. But in the end, he is the um, he, oh god, what's the other guy's name? Um, in in the end, Jeff, Al, uh, Donald Trump is is he's the guy who got fired because he drank coffee. Do you remember that scene? Was it Jack Lemon or Jack? Le- yes, Jack Lemon's character. Yeah, I remember the movie. It's an amazing it's been a while. piece of writing. It's an amazing piece of writing, and and you know, in the end, I, I think I think that the National Review is right on this. I can't believe I'm agreeing with them. Mm-hmm. People hold Donald Trump up to be like this utter complete salesman who can't close the deal. He just can't close the deal. He is the weak character in the movie. Yeah. And and the thing is, I've never understood where he got this reputation for being a great businessman. He's a great marketer. He that's has how taken. The, that's yeah. how he got the reputation. Right. Yeah. He he took his name and managed to turn it into this polished, gold-plated thing. It's not real gold. It's gold-plated. And and made people believe it's something because he had put himself into so much hawk in the 80s, living this lavish lifestyle that he really couldn't support. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's let, marketing. He marketed yeah. himself. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that Donald Trump marketed Donald Trump as an entity. 
And right now there's an entity in the White House. Yeah, well, and I know that sounds kind of strange, but no, but no, I, I understand. I mean, it, it's he, he's a brand; he's not a person. You know, the brand it's all, is in it's the White House. The person nobody wants to know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all it's all a sham, and you know, the cultists have bought into it. You know, hook, line, and sinker. Um, uh, but uh, since we're we're kind of talking about this, and um, actually. Um, I forgot I had this, um, but uh, there's some excellent audio here from Steve Schmidt. I'll still never forgive you for giving unleashing Sarah Palin onto the world, Schmidt. But um, he had a pretty epic takedown uh, the other day on MSNBC of uh, Fallon Don. And uh, yeah, definitely has um, some things to say about his temperament. Let me tell you something. As, a, as someone who served in the West Wing of a White House... Oh, and the the, the wind-up on this is it almost is like he's talking about Scaramucci at first, but it quickly changes. Never disgrace the office, never disgrace the president I work for by conducting myself like that. And, and I'll add another thing. You talk about he's a business guy. There is no business in America that runs like this West Wing White House does, and there is no CEO of a publicly traded company that would have not already have been removed by his board if he acted one-tenth the way that Donald Trump did. And that's not to mention the entire senior officer corps of the United States military. The behavior... Donald Trump or Anthony Scaramucci? Uh, I'm talking about the president. The president. The, the yeah. behavior and the comportment of this, of this president and the degradations he brings to important institutions in this country. One of the defining issues that this country is dealing with in this time is the collapse of trust in institutions. And every day, a president who should be charged in strengthening those institutions that are in crisis is further degrading them with a total inability to control himself. Uh, yeah, bingo. <laughs> amen. Uh, yeah, we'll give an amen for that. Amen. Amen. I met Steve Schmidt once. Um, he, he, was, he was in a hurry. Uh, <laughs> all these politicos are always in a hurry unless they unless they know you and you can benefit them in a conversation. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so <laughs> here's uh, here's Steve Schmidt part two. So Vladimir Putin. Uh, oh, Rain, you're gonna love this. This the, he he does. Um, he he has a, a gives a nice backhand to uh, Rod or Roger Stone. Sorry, Oliver Stone. I'm sorry, I was mixing up uh, Americans colluding with Russians with the last name Stone. Uh, but he has a little uh, backhanded remark <laughs> it's here. Easy to confuse. Yeah, he's a little backhanded remark for uh, batshit crazy Oliver Stone. So Vladimir Putin uh, appears in a documentary that Oliver Stone did uh, recently, and. Uh, and certainly Oliver Stone is Putin's useful idiot in this propaganda <laughs> piece. But one of the things that Putin reveals about himself is his contempt for people who have no control. And clearly, we have a 71-year-old president of the United States who has the impulse control of a little child. Who, oh, feels, a, who feels aggrieved, who's resentful, who's a constant victim. And I find it remarkable that you could sit here and you could say at any level that he's demonstrated any capacity for impulse control. He clearly has no impulse control, judged by his attacks on the attorney general, judged by his attacks on other people. I, I, there's just no argument to be had that he has the psychological ability to control himself. Amen! Yeah. <laughs> boogity, boogity cheese. 
Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. That was <laughs> that was not what I should have played. Um, well, but uh, go ahead, Rand. These go. Use, these these people who are the the useful idiots for Putin, and they keep popping up over and over again. Oliver Stone, Jill Stein, and. You know, I get so frustrated because they sit there and they try and say that things would be just as bad, if not worse, if Clinton was president. And it's like, are you people living in reality? No. Yeah, uh, they're not. <laughs> just no. Nope. <laughs> I mean, today at the press briefing, today at the press briefing, this was amazing to me. They were asking about. Um, the bombshell report that came out of the Washington Post yesterday that Donald Trump dictated oh, I what have his a- son's response should be. I got audio for that, actually, so if you want to hold off, we can we can talk I'll about it I'll hold off, but, you know, so. it, 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 it's ridiculous how they consistently go after the Clintons. They are all oh, yeah. useful idiots. I cut all that shit out, so actually, if you want to talk about that now, you can or wait yeah, until well, after, it, because it was- I... Uh, it might actually hold off because it'll make sense to do it after I play the clip okay. because it's only one it's clip. But but I cut all that shit out because I was like, no, they don't get the platform on my show to spread that shit. Because I was getting really angry when I heard Huckabee Sanders uh, trash talking the Clintons and Democrats. It's just it's getting to a point of if this is all they've got, then I feel like they're really finding their that that corner is getting closer and closer to their asses. Yeah, all they have now is just deflection, and you know, I mean, they're they're not even they won't even do denial. It's just deflection. Well, and and projection. Yeah. They and they're projection. also trying to project. They're trying to project everything that Trump is doing wrong or badly onto the Clintons and say that. The Clintons would be doing it, mm. but they'd be even worse. Yeah, and uh, well, on that note, uh, uh, we'll we'll get into some uh, projection and deflection uh, after the break when we talk to you about this new lawsuit um, that uh, accuses oh. two entities of colluding oh to propagate to to uh, uh, prop up a fake news story. Everybody. Uh, pretty big lawsuit. It, there's not really audio to go with it, but we'll. So every, you you two go to it and find the links you want to read from, and I'll find mine. Um, but this is uh, this is some bonkers stuff, and uh, and and again, I'll I'll tell you about some of the deflection that I got uh, <laughs> uh, today on that. It's so incredible. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, when we come back. Lots more, and yeah, like I said, crazy lawsuit in the works. It, it it might not make that much traction, but it also is very telling of... Well, I, I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to spoil the fun! So anyway, let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with me, Rain, and Cat right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It really makes you feel good. Says who? Every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. 
Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And please, we need a sex scandal soon so I can use this drop-in context for something. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Yes, so... <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite new drop. I've been rewatching Parks and Recreation and uh, got that clip from Chris Pratt. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, Kat joining us uh, out of Columbus, Ohio, sitting in for Joe Santorsa tonight. Welcome back. Uh, thank you, Kenny. And I think that clip could have been appropriate if we would have been allowed more time to develop the Bannon story that Mooch was putting out there. Yeah. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Yes. <laughs> That's a really great clip. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I would say that that's that's a fair call. Uh, so, all right, well, welcome back to the program, everybody. Uh, a big story broke today, and it's uh, it's it's huge. It is absolutely huge in the uh, Trumpian sense. Um, but uh, yeah, there is a um. A bombshell lawsuit, and I'm going to read a little bit from Mediaite on this. Uh, Aiden McLaughlin uh, wrote this article today. Bombshell lawsuit alleges White House and Fox News coordinated on Seth Rich conspiracy. In case uh, anybody is forgetting who Seth Rich is, he was the young man who was uh, worked for uh, the DNC who was uh, gunned down in what police believe to be a botched robbery attempt um and uh so but here, let me read a little bit from this because this is this is crazy um and rain you were the first one to see this today so uh, I, I i saw this and then i saw your thing and i was like you're on it that's great 
So um, a new lawsuit alleges Fox News and a wealthy Trump supporter under the supervision of the White House worked to fabricate the debunked conspiracy theory that Seth Rich was murdered because because of his connections to WikiLeaks. NPR's David Fulkenflick is reporting that those explosive allegations are being made by Rod Wheeler, a Fox News contributor and private investigator who was the source of, of the false information that formed the initial Fox News report that brought the theory to national prominence. The conspiracy theory that uh, follows that Rich, a DNC staffer who was slain in July 2016 in what police believe was a botched robbery, was actually murdered after he passed on documents from the DNC to WikiLeaks. Wheeler, a Fox News contributor and private investigator hired by wealthy right-wing investor Ed Batowski uh, to investigate the murder, in May claimed to have evidence of contact between Rich and WikiLeaks and alleged that police were covering it up. Despite being widely discredited, the story was picked up by conservative news outlets, shocker, and promoted extensively on Fox News shows like Sean Hannity's double shocker there, um, who continued to cover this, who continued to cover the story, even after Fox was forced to retract their original report. Doug Wigdor. Wheeler's uh, lawyer uh, is now claiming that his client unfortunately was used as a pawn by Ed Batowski, Fox News, and the Trump administration to try and steer the attention, uh, to steer away the attention that was be, uh, being given about the Russian hacking of the DNC emails. The lawsuit further alleges that Batowski partnered with Fox News reporter Malia Zimmerman to create the unfounded story. What's more, Wheeler alleges he was told the Trump administration was monitoring their progress, Falcon Flick reports. Patowski arranged, uh, even arranged a meeting with Sean Spicer in April, which he said Wheeler presented their findings to then White House press secretary. Spicer told NPR he merely took the meeting as a courtesy to Batowski, a reliable Republican surrogate, as Fulkenflick notes. In his report, Fulkenflick provides a stunning timeline of how the report uh, came to be, uh, according to the lawsuit. May 9th, Trump fires FBI Director James Comey, who was overseeing an investigation into Russian election meddling. May 10th, Zimmerman and Batowski call Wheeler uh, to say they have an FBI source confirming emails were sent from Seth Rich to WikiLeaks. May 11th, Zimmerman sends Wheeler a draft of her story, um... Uh, which is run initially on the network's website. It includes no quotes from Wheeler. May 14th, Potowski sends an email to Fox and Friends hosts Ainsley Earnhardt, Steve Ducey, and Brian Kilmeade, coaching them on how to frame the rich story. In the email, Potowski claimed that the story would refute the notion of coordination between the Trump campaign and Russia. May 15th, Fox and Friends covers the story in the morning after it was published on foxnews.com and on affiliate Fox 5 DC. It goes national before unraveling completely. Wheeler would later claim that the the quotations in Zimmerman's report were fabricated and, and untrue. Uh, and then um, there is a but uh, oh, and there's a quick update here. The accusation that oh, oh okay no that's Fox News saying that it's not true. But yeah, so so there you go. I mean it's it's a pretty damning timeline. The 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 NPR report is much more thorough. David Falkenflick has uh, done an amazing job on this, and this is uh, I, I'm out of adjectives, everybody. <laughs> I. I, I it's it's monumentally corrupt if this is true 
This is, I mean, and, and the timeline seems to shake out that, you know, I mean, they met at the White House to talk about their progress. I'm, I'm speechless about it. Like I said, I shared it with you guys this morning and it was like, well, here we go. Here we go. This is this, for, go, ahead, go ahead. I'm. I, I was going to say this coming out is just further proof that the people who bought into this story on the left, as a lot of the Bernie or Busters did, were being played for chumps mm -hmm. by Trump and by Russia. Yeah. And, you know, and Kat, I, I'm well, so glad. I, uh, well, just real quick, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, Kat, because when I was in the chat, uh, or I'm sorry, in the, the hive of scum and villainy today, uh. um, there were so many people out there um, that their English seemed really poor. Um, they, they uh, one woman was posting nonstop, breathlessly, like, "Oh, the, you know, of course this is real. The FBI hasn't investigated it. The feds need to investigate this." And it's like, "Well, it's being handled by local police, you know." And and, and not only that, but she said, "Oh, and even if tr the Trump administration talked to Russia, they're a legal ally of the United States. That is not a real term." We have a bilateral relationship with Russia. We're not legal allies. It's like common law wife and husband phrase or something. You know, we're I've common said it law a allies. Times. Russia, we have diplomatic relationships with. Yeah, they're not our ally. No, they're a legal ally. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I saw all over today. Cat was. Just it, it seemed like the the troll army came out in defense, and it, hand in hand with them saying the Seth Rich thing was was real. Guess what else they were talking about? PizzaGate. Oh, uh, because we've already established that the pizza shop has no basement for this to have all been taking place in. Well, at least not that we know of. There could be a secret, secret basement. Yeah, I've also speculated that there's a wormhole somewhere in the pizza shop that goes to the child slave colony on Mars, too. Yeah, and that's actually that wormhole has access to Trump cultist brains because they all got sucked through it and turned into mush. Um, you know, going back to this story, it should mm -hmm. be it should be noted and I'm not really happy to, to say this, but this story originated on a local Fox News, the D.C. local Fox. That's where this story originated. Yeah. With this investigator and all this stuff. It was really like hyper, when I say hyper local, you know, D.C. is a city, but it's not a huge city. It's not, you know, a metropolis. Mm -hmm. And Fox News National picked up on it. Yeah. They ran with it. The local news story, the local news station, they they retracted it way before Fox did. Yeah. I, I just I want to put that out oh, there. Oh no, that that um, yeah. That, that that's that's important because uh, well, uh what's his name? Wheeler went to that affiliate to to get the story rolling, didn't he? That's yeah, that's where the story started from and it does it really does sound like, you know, Wheeler has done work for Fox News before. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is, but I I do believe that he realizes that he got duped. 
He got duped by this guy, Batowski. Batowski. Come on. Can we all laugh at that name finally? Oh, yeah. I, I like Batowski. So. <laughs> Um, uh, and, uh, well, here, let me, let me just give you, there's, uh, there's, you know, in the NPR report, and I know we don't have audio for it on the show and I'll find the original NPR link. There is a voicemail and I, I, I think yes. it's from Batowski to Wheeler that says that the, the white house is on board, they're plugged in and they oh, want you to yeah. go forward with this. It's really, it's really damning. It's really damning. Um, the voicemail is what is going to get somebody, mm -hmm. and I really hope that it takes down Fox News. I do, well, because this is a situation where Fox News, at the very least, but I think, but I believe, Fox News with the Trump administration did actually go out of the way to create a fake story, and yeah. and you know kind of smeared the death of this poor kid. They absolutely he was, did. He was young. Yeah, and I, I I just want to read. This is this is the typical comment. I just went in onto the into the comments uh, of the uh, you know the the. You will uh, never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is what this is what people are are posting. All right, can't wait to see Hillary on the stand for Rich's murder. We already know her defense. As usual, she was drunk off her butt. She doesn't remember where she was who she spoke to, or what order she gave. And when it turns up, where the gun came from. I, I, th this is somebody cutting from whole cloth their own fucking version of reality. The whole story's been debunked. Even, the whole story. She wasn't even yeah. in D.C. at the time. How, how would she be the one? You know uh, what the... Honestly, I will say this, what the more likely scenario, because, I mean, seriously, it, it, uh, well, a, a, a comment, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to read that one, uh, but no, th but this comment is, you know, it, there are so many comments like that. I've mo blocked most of the people, uh, you know, that, that, you know, put stupid shit like that, but it's good to have an example or two, but it's been so thoroughly debunked. Um, and, and, you know, I'm going to put my own conspiracy theory out there. Do you know what I believe is more likely to have happened than, you know, Hillary Clinton putting a hit out on somebody, which is ludicrous? Uh, what's more believable is that um, somebody colluding with the Russians might decide to kill a Democratic operative and frame the Democrats for said uh, murder. At this point, I, I don't think that's crazy. You know, I don't and, think that's crazy. And I don't want to. I don't want to feed into more conspiracy theories, but that is that is much more likely, especially now that we're seeing that Trump colluded with Russia, and then they're working together on crafting new propaganda stories to attack a former opponent. I, I mean, don't that, think that's crazy because I remember when 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 Rich was. I, you know, here's the thing. I remember when I that story broke, and I thought, well, that is sad. It's very sad. And and it was when things were really heating up in the campaign, and I thought, this is odd. This is Ray, odd. What are the odds that a Democratic staffer, a DNC staffer, gets killed? What are the odds? Yeah, I, I think it happened the same weekend as the Nevada caucus, and or, or shortly after the Nevada caucus, and when it happened, because I was a big Bernie supporter, I swear, I must have seen 
five out of every seven uh, comments on anything on any of the Bernie Facebook pages being, did you see about that DNC staffer? I'm sure the Clintons had him killed to shut him up. Yeah. And I, I was like, are you people insane? Wow. The the story in the WAPO was that it was a mugging. Yeah, it was yeah. a robbery gone bad. Well, I mean, I, that's 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 what that's what, you know, the police here in D.C. is have been, you know, they said it was a robbery gone bad. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would love to see more and learn more about it. But that's really interesting, Cap. I didn't know that. the. I, I don't want to go after the Bernie supporters, but well, I think there's a good portion of people who said shit like that. They probably are not Bernie supporters. No, I, I I've been. I think telling, that they're Russian bots. Yeah, I'm I've going been telling with that. a lot of people for the last the last couple of weeks. You see these people who are still pushing these stories about Clinton that are supposedly from the far left, and chances are, if you scratch the surface enough, they're either going to be right wingers who are posing as left wingers or Russian bots. Yeah, and uh, you know exactly. And the, to to me though, I mean, as quickly as um, Newt Gingrich and as all in as Newt Gingrich went on Seth Rich recently, um, it, and it, and it, Sean Hannity. Yeah, and Sean Hannity. But I, I, I'm saying Gingrich uh, most. I want to focus on him for a second because okay. it's almost as if they were like, you know what? We need that new Vince Foster. I knew how Vince Foster worked. Yes. I knew how that, that smear worked before. And mm. we need, we need that again. So Gingrich, uh, you know, he went all in, uh, you know, just this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was consulted by many people before this as to how how to go about this so i would i wouldn't be surprised if if uh, gingrich's name came up um as you know this lawsuit unfurls you know one of the most disgusting that's a really good point ken by the way thanks God, it this whole thing this whole thing when when hannity was following it and and gingrich and all of them when they were pushing this it just felt dirty it felt mm -hmm. really dirty yeah. for, for lack. I don't even know how else to put it. I mean, even the family was like, just stop, just stop. But one of the, you know, I'm going back to the original NPR article that, pub, you know, that came out today. The fact that Butkowski, this is the guy who, who said, if you listen to the audio from NPR, he said, I called up the rich family and I said, oh, is there anything I can do? You should hire. This guy is the one who said you should hire an investigator. This is a guy who did not know the rich family who called the rich family. Yeah. He called them up because he said he felt bad. This is the other damning part of this to me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just had to get in touch with them because I felt so bad about their son. I re a wealthy Republican donor felt so bad about the parents of a DNC employee. Oh, yeah. Called them up. Yeah, that's that's okay. a total total shit move. I mean, you know exactly right. what he wanted. He wanted to see right. if they would become the next Benghazi mom. 
Right. And the family evidently said we can't, according to Bukowski, we can't afford it. And so that's when he, that's when Bukowski went to Wheeler and said, hey, I'll pay you to investigate this death. So we can go after Wheeler all we want. And right now, Fox News and there's a whole bunch of other people who are sitting there and saying that Wheeler is just in it for the money. I, I'm not sure that he is. I'm not sure that he is. He's an investigator. And yes, I know he's done some, you know, crap with Fox. But at this point, I think the guy figured out I was played. The rich family was played. And Fox and the Trump administration literally created something out of nothing. Yeah, they really made a fake news story, and that is the big, big point of this. Mm-hmm. The Trump administration partook in creating a fake news story on Fox fucking news. Uh, I mean, the what what I'm seeing the evidence uh, is in this lawsuit. It looks pretty damning. I mean, maybe some of it's circumstantial evidence, but how much of this shit with Russian collusion, fake news? corruption just everything how much circumstantial evidence can there be before we you know everybody realizes this is just an absolute full-on corrupt criminal enterprise that's going on before our eyes and you know if and again i just want to emphasize this if any democrat let's just say if barack obama had one scintilla of 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 any of these these scandals going on around him uh that people would want to would be screaming screeching from the hills for his death you know yeah, I he mean, would have been impeached you already saw that him being hung in effigy because people lied and said he was born in kenya and he was a muslim and a marxist maoist communist whatever you know I mean, and now, of course, oh, and by the way, fuck you, Trump, for trying to take advantage or, or say that all of the, uh, the the gains in the stock market and job growth and everything is all you're doing. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I got, we got to. Yeah. Hey, Trump. Fuck you. And non-sarcastically. Thanks, Obama. Thank you, President Obama. He got us on the right yeah, that's track. It. Trump has been riding. He's been riding Obama's coattails for the yeah. past six months. That man has not passed any jobs programs. He he hasn't done anything. No, no. And uh, all right, so I think we're uh, unless you have any other final thoughts on this lawsuit, we're obviously going to follow up on this. Um, but you know, I mean, seriously, that that voicemail. I'll have that voicemail for Friday so we can listen to it. And there's I'm sure. And there's texts. Yeah, there's so. going to be lots more audio coming out for this, too, because the story just broke today. What I found is is basically is I didn't want to steal all of NPR's report on this um, because I know David Falkenflick worked pretty hard on it. And obviously it's a little different than, you know, borrowing their audio from uh, than, than CNN or another corporate outlet. So, uh, you know, and I've been a big fan of David Falkenflick for a long time. So, um, uh, yeah. He is I, I, not a fake news reporter. No, he's a real investigative journalist. And uh, this yes. is, this is, whew, I hope it ends badly for both Trump and Fox, man. This is not the year of Fox News. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, all right, let, let's go ahead and, uh, and let, any other thoughts before we go to the break? I'm good. Cat. Okay. Cat, good? Yep, I'm good. 
All right, we got the green news report coming up, and uh, oh, and uh, Moon Mare, I'm still looking for a message from you. I don't know if I have you in my contacts because I changed my Skype a while ago. So just send me your username and a private message on Facebook, and I'll get that loaded in. So um, uh, hopefully, I see that pop up soon. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and hit the break. Listen to the green news report from Brad Friedman and Desi Doyne. We'll be right back with lots more turn up the night right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. It's Tuesday, August 1, 2017. The company says killing the project will save you the $7 billion it would have cost to finish it. South Carolina nuclear plants canceled. Authorities ordered visitors to leave which means vacations have been cut short. North Carolina's outer banks are out of power. Humanity is on track to blow past two degrees Celsius of global warming. Some coastal towns will see effective inundation within 20 years. Plus, blowback as Trump threatens to protect Alaska's environment. Vote for my health care bill or the environment doesn't get it. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I had former Vice President Al Gore on the show to promote his sequel to An Inconvenient Truth. After all, there's no better way to show you care about the planet than sitting in a theater with the air conditioner blasting while drinking out of giant plastic cups. (laughs) Yep. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, during the recent healthcare insanity in the U.S. Senate, Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke threatened, threatened Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski that the Trump administration would retaliate against Alaska if she voted against the Republicans' repeal scheme And they were going to retaliate by protecting the environment? Yeah, they were going to retaliate by blocking her pro-oil agenda for Alaska. However, as chair of the Senate Energy Committee, Murkowski controls Zinke's budget and confirmations. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, he can block Murkowski's massive new energy bill that is now on hold in the Senate, in which she seeks to expand oil drilling in Alaska. A lot of politics, a lot of people trying really hard to not do the right thing. Two new studies warned that we are on track to blow way past the target limit of two degrees Celsius that nations agreed on in the Paris Climate Accord. Oh, great. The two separate studies, using entirely different methods, project that, based on current emissions policies, there's a 95% chance that the planet will warm more than two degrees Celsius by the end of the century, and could potentially warm as much as a catastrophic four degrees Celsius. The new projections are part of an emerging scientific understanding that governments are not ramping down emissions fast enough to avoid really dangerous climate impacts. So it's almost certain that we're going to exceed this two degrees Celsius target by the end of the century, correct? Yes, unless we reduce emissions faster than we are doing. And that seems very unlikely at this point. 
Another blow to the troubled U.S. nuclear energy industry in South Carolina. Utility companies Santee Cooper and Scana Corporation announced on Monday they will halt construction of two new nuclear reactors at the already existing V.C. Summer Nuclear Power Plant. That occurred after problems with the design of the reactor caused persistent delays and massive cost overruns. No decision yet on what that means for customers who've been paying in advance for years for those two unfinished nuclear reactors. But the good news are saving taxpayers $7 billion for what you have described many times as the world's most expensive way ever invented to boil water. In North Carolina, tens of thousands of tourists have been ordered to evacuate North Carolina's Outer Banks at the height of the summer season, but not because of a hurricane, for once. Officials say construction crews building a bridge accidentally damaged all three underground power lines from the mainland, cutting off all electricity to the remote barrier islands. Only those with off-grid energy resources can remain. Oh, like people with solar? Yep. Last week, we reported that the Coast Guard is planning for an overall rise in sea levels of about six feet by 2100. But a new study from the Union of Concerned Scientists warns many U.S. coastal communities will be hit with effective inundation in just 20 years. Effective inundation is disruptive chronic flooding on a near weekly basis or more due to rising seas caused by global warming. The report identifies more than 170 U.S. towns and communities that could be effectively inundated as early as 2035. Wow. But home buyers in Miami are apparently oblivious to these warnings. According to a new survey by the Miami Herald, two-thirds of home buyers in South Florida never ask their real estate brokers about the potential impacts of rising seas on their property or their future property values. That's some smart buyers. Finally, some good news. A top executive at pipeline company TransCanada says they may scrap the idea of building the controversial Keystone XL pipeline across Nebraska after all. That's due to a lack of customers wanting to ship dirty tar sands oil from Alberta. That negative outlook is not likely to improve soon. The Calgary Herald reports that oil companies in Alberta's tar sands have voluntarily given back more than 2.5 million acres of oil exploration leases because of a drop in demand and the crash in global oil prices. So sad to hear it. For much more on all of those stories and the many we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide, please, on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Tessie Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain.
Yeah, I don't really have a honky drop for everybody today. Uh, so <laughs> that one. Uh, again, that's the placeholder for the next sex scandal. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Yes, thank you. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show. Uh, Kat uh, in Columbus, Ohio, welcome back. Thank you, Kenny. And did you realize that uh, the State Department has removed all mention of promoting democracy from their website? Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, wow. What, 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 what? <laughs> what, what, the, what, what, what has, has uh, happened? Yeah. I did hear that story, Kat. Kat. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, hey, what Rich happened? Rich Jellison doesn't want to promote democracy around the world, which, uh, I don't know. I think that's the idea of the State Department. Well, I think he wants to promote oligarchy since he's such good friends with Vlad, the mad butcher. Is Tillerson Putin. still on vacation? Uh, does he ever truly work? Well, I, I mean, you know, a couple of days ago, I heard he wanted to take some time off. Oh, that poor little Chat, guy. You heard about that, right? Yes. Is he back? Do we know? As far as I know, he's not back yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, and of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program as well. And I'm sorry for cutting in, Cat. I got no, nothing. No, that's all right. Uh, but uh, all right. Uh, so I, I haven't done this in a while. So I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, all right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Wait, that needs to be louder. Come all on. right, let's Ooh. get straight to the biscuits. There we go. All right, everybody. I'm going to do some name calling tonight, and of course, uh, coming up, uh, Moon Mare. I sent her a, a request on Skype. So it's been a while since we've talked to her. That's going to be great to have her on. Uh, so all right, in the chat room, Mr. Adam Hebert from Mike Check Radio. Uh, bobber in dc of course rains bobber half uh who we featured uh swimming upside down by him earlier on the program uh, our good friend caitlin chris clinster Cy guy dc jay collie jeans girl um and uh happy wait was it aaron's cousin's no no aaron had a her, her oldest daughter that's right uh just turned 22 i believe and we gave her a birthday greeting uh, last week. Uh, so, welcome, Jeans Girl. Uh, and, of course, uh, my dad. Hello, Dad. Michelle and Miles in South Florida, Port St. Lucie, uh, former uh, home of my late grandfather, James Buchanan, not to be confused with the terrible president, James Buchanan. Uh, Moon Mare uh, coming up with us. Nova Moonlight, our dual moon duo. Uh, and of course, Peter in San Francisco, President Sandy and Durwood, Tim Coromel from the Tim Coromel Show, and Trojan Rabbit from Paul's Memory Bank, heard every Monday here on Indie Media Weekly. And there are no Anons. Thank you, Anons. Stay away, stay away. And of course, I always skip over the people who are on the show because I'm talking to you constantly. You're right here, you're my constant caring companions. So, <laughs> uh, but it's anyway, good. it's all good. Yeah. We talk twice a week, six hours a week. I know, I know. So, uh, so there we go. And uh, did any? Uh, well, yeah. Today is P.S. Mueller's birthday. Did we have any other birthdays? Did anybody uh, make mention of that earlier uh, in the program? I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't I think haven't so seen anything. Well, I didn't see any either. All right. Well, let me see. Um, 
yeah, Pete. Yeah, Pete was the only person. He popped up right up on my Facebook. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll do that once again for Pete, and we'll tack any others Pete. on if anybody has any other birthdays. Yesterday was go. Joe, and today is Pete, right? Um, I think Sunday might have been Joe's or Saturday. I don't know. Oh, they're they're a couple days track. apart. So I all need right, to go see music. P.S. Mueller. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey, your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. Thank you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. Oh, and I think Fesser Frank just slid in under the wire too. So welcome, Fess. I was about to point him out, so... <laughs> yeah, I saw everybody in the chat room was like, Hi, Fesser. So, um, uh, all right. Well, let me see if we have everything set up here. And uh, let me see. And send. I, uh, anyway, Moon Mayor, I sent a contact request. I think I might have screwed up the, the first time. So uh, just need you to accept that, and we'll get you on reverse calling with us here momentarily. Um, and, um, yeah, so... Uh, okay, the, but yeah, let, let's go back to this lawsuit again uh, for a minute, just because this is scandal number seven hundred and fifty-three thousand. <laughs> I, I mean, is uh, that all? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's so. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just I I I I I, th- I don't know if I don't know who it was in the chat room who said that via raw story something about sean spicer um um well this is kind of stunning sean spicer this is according to think Pro- think progress um sean spicer said that he did mislead people wow um yeah it i i don't know if it was moon mayor or i I'm not good at following names. I'm not good at following the chat room. Yeah. But yeah, evidently, and this was earlier today, and I missed it because, you know, every day is a week. Mm, at least. Um. Hold on. Wheeler claims. Let's get to the meat. Let's get to the meat. The day before the story was published, Spicer denied having foreknowledge of the Fox News report. Spicer has now changed his story. He confirmed to NPR that he did meet with Butkowski after all. Hmm. So. Well, it did say he this, said this, he, I think he said he met. Gonna, yeah, he said he met them as a courtesy. But yeah, continue yeah, your thought. I still think I think this is going to blow up. I I do. I I think that this might seem like a small story. Mm-hmm. But it, it, you know, the fact that it goes, it ties in with WikiLeaks and and the Russia and the emails. This story might become, and this this lawsuit might become very central to what's going on. Keep I watching. hope so. I hope Keep so. watching the space. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get Moon Mare on the program with us. So it's time for reverse call in. Hello. All right, let's see. Do we have Moon Mare with us on the line right now? I believe we do. Hi, Moon we Mare. We do. Howdy. We sh- at least we should. Yes. Howdy. Howdy, Cat. Howdy, Kenny. Howdy, Rain. Hello, Moon Mare. 
Hello, Moon. It's a pleasure. It's Yeah, it is. It's really nice to be on the um, show at the same time as you, Kat, and always nice with Kenny and Rain as well. Um, You're like so I said, polite. I'm not, I know, I try, <laughs> but I'm not scintillating, you know? I was hoping I could be scintillating and... Oh, uh, your, like, your mere presence scintillates me. Oh, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think like so many of us, I find myself at a loss for words, and I am not someone who's generally at a loss for words, and all I can do is go, but, but, but... Uh, Yo, well, yeah, what? tell me about it. I'm, I have to do this uh, for six hours a week, and I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly doing that now. <laughs> I know. You, you just, uh, I mean, you run out of things to, to say, to just yeah. go, you know, first of all, how ridiculous is this, and how messed up is it, and how crooked is it, and how can so many people have their heads so far in the sand? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to get into, like, sand mining, because I know there's a shortage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we we got to give you a give you a rim shot for that for sure. Um, but yeah, and in, in, in it's true. I've I've officially run out of adjectives to describe how profoundly insane, corrupt, you know, sleazy, uh, crooked everything is. You know. Yeah, and even the um, you know whatever it is word of the day is not helping me too much these days. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I need a bigger thesaurus. Oh, I know. I know. Can maybe we should make it our goal to create new adjectives to describe this administration and only this administration. So, maybe we'll have another contest when we find a yeah, prize. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> one of mine is <laughs> Oh, you know, you know what I could do? I could give away uh, I could give away my skull skull and skeleton collection and uh, call it the uh, the Trump uh, closet uh, gift. You know, the yeah. taking all the skeletons I, out of the closet. I just want everybody to have god damn it on their ringtones. Yes. God <laughs> I love that. Damn it. Whoa. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, over and the- over. That should be the ringtone for your news alerts. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, that that's too scary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is as long as we are speechless, that means that we still are at a point where we're not accepting that this is normal. That's true, and that's and that's been the small hardest comfort, thing. but yeah, feeling like uh, you know we've gotten so um, just bombed with all of this crap information that it's hard to you know you you see something and it's hard to even react with outrage or shock because you're just like oh well there it is again it's not um uh, there's just kind of a flattening out of emotional response to this absolute craziness that's going on well and and i think that uh people like us were better prepared for this kind of you know craziness to happen because we all knew it was going to happen if this crazy asshole got elected. I mean, oh yeah, I mean, yeah. We're we're not going to be caught flat-footed because we knew exactly what the score was before the game began. Yeah, and there was no doubt in my mind that it was going to be awful. I just didn't know um, that it was going to be quite the revolving door or as ludicrous as it's turned out to yeah. be. <laughs> right there, what you just said, right there nails it is ludicrous yeah because that's really what it comes down to like we i think 
and I'm going to speak on behalf of all of us. We knew this was going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be such a chaotic shit show. Mm. No chaos. Day. No chaos. Right. You're the no. chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like I expected just, I really did. I expected things to be bad. I, I did not take into consideration the lunacy and the insanity and the chaos that comes from the White House every day. Every Many day. times a day. Yeah. That's the part I didn't take into consideration. And I, I and guess I'm naive. I didn't think that he... I, I don't know. His his Twitter feed has gotten way worse in the past six months. It was never a bright spot to begin with. No, it wasn't. No. Which, when I say way worse... Just, <laughs> It's, oh. it's kind of like Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying, oh, this isn't chaotic. If you want to know chaotic, come to my house with three, three preschoolers. Yeah, because well, nobody's ever done have. that in their life before. Nobody's ever had three children. You have the hardest job in the world. Shut up. Thank you. Well, the, the thing is, uh, I, I've mentioned before on the show... My parents were no big fans of Hillary Clinton. They felt like they had no choice but to vote for her in the election. But mm -hmm. they've not been fans of hers. And yet this weekend, this past weekend when I was visiting them, when we would put on the national news at 6.30 every night, it would be like, okay, let's see how he screwed up the world again today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the thing. There are a lot of us out there who realize, you know, that weren't the hugest fans of Hillary Clinton that realized she was the only sane choice at one point. You know, I, I mean, she I don't least... I don't think she would have been a bad president. I really don't. But she wasn't my first choice. Go ahead, uh, Moon Mare. No, she wasn't my first choice, but... Um, given her experience, given the fact that she's um, steady, the fact that she has put up with um, bullshit for years and years and years, and she's kept fairly classy about it, you know, that to me is presidential. Grabbing yeah. them by the pussy and, um, and by the way, dumps vocabulary seriously. Does he have any other adjectives besides great, tremendous, and big? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, huge. I'm so fucking tired of his vocabulary i just want to smack him every time i hear him speak well it's not going to get any better going forward Tremendous. no well you know that's what happens when you stop paying attention in school in the third grade <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna you know but going going back to, to to hillary and and i know this might not be you know what we're discussing but I want to say this. I, I think that especially coming into, you know, the 2018, the, you know, the midterm. And then after that, we've got we've got another presidential election. I think one of the biggest lessons that I hope and pray that people who consider themselves Democrats and liberals and, and maybe even independents, just nobody is going to be your first choice. Yeah. Nobody is going to ever be your perfect. There is no perfect candidate. Obama was not my first choice, to be quite honest with you all. 
No, I was an Edward supporter, and you saw how that worked out. He's probably thinking so with I. the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Yeah, so. Yes. You know, I got so to use I. it in context. That. I got to use it in context. Yay, for me. <laughs> nice. And And I will say that as much as I understand what you're saying, I also fear it's not the case because one of the hot new trending hashtags in the last couple of days on Twitter has been never Camilla. Yeah, well, oh, Jesus. Okay, you know what? I'm going to tell you something, Kat. I'm going to tell everybody listening right now. Mm-hmm. If those are the Bernie bros, they need to shut up. Right now, I'm hoping that those are a bunch of bots and fake accounts. Because I did read that article. It was from the um, mic.com, mike.com. That's what started a lot of it, where there's a lot of Bernie supporters who are concerned about her because of her, you know, because she's taking money. She's taking large amounts of money. And, and I, get, I get really irritated about this because here's the thing. We are never going to get money out of politics until we finally get a Democrat in the White House we get the majority in the House and the Senate where we can finally turn around and make sure that money gets out of politics. Yeah. I don't so, like how they're going after Kamala yeah. Harris. I'm and, really, and really unhappy about that. It's not It's not going to suffice to just have a majority. We're going to have to have a two-thirds majority in each House yeah. because yep. we already know from McCain-Feingold that any kind of law that we just try to pass is going to get ruled unconstitutional. It's going to require an amendment. Yeah. We're going to need so, to have two-thirds of each house. Yep. We're going to need to have a majority of the state legislatures. Yeah, so it's for all those... It's going to take a lot yeah, of work. It's going to take a lot, definitely. So for all those people whining on Twitter... Shut up! Yeah, shut up. Exactly. I don't like them going after Kamala Harris. No. No, she honestly, she is... Um, I, I wasn't sure that we would have a really good replacement for Barbara Boxer, and I had a lot of respect for uh, for Barbara and um, mm-hmm. Kamala is doing a really good job at filling those shoes in her first uh, session and I'm impressed with that and I'm pleased uh, and as you say nobody is perfect there is never going to be a perfect politician there's never going to be a perfect human being what we can do is choose the people who are most aligned with what we want and most able to uh, to actually get the job done, get elected and make things move. And just by watching the response to her when she's been asking questions and she keeps getting shut down, as does Elizabeth Warren, um, Congress Mm -hmm. is shit scared of strong women. Yes. I'll tell you what, you know, the the Trump cult, though, they think Trump is perfect. I really like him. The problem is he's he's like a perfect human man. I can't find one flaw. There was one time I thought he farted, but it was me. Yep. So uh, <laughs> that's the Trump cult mentality. Uh, so uh, you know, but- just to go back to what what Moon was saying, Kamala Harris. I think she had really, really big shoes to fill. Yes, she. I mean, B box. That was what we called her, right? Yep, we called her B box, and. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to be either because, you know, sometimes, actually a lot of times, change change is hard. <laughs> change is hard. But Kamala, she's stepped up to the plate. 
and she keeps hitting home runs. And I, I really, I just don't like to see this kind of, I don't like this underground thing where we have to start questioning her. Well, and when yeah. I say we, it's not me. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I know what you're saying because unfortunately we have, um, there's a really, really small minority of uh, diehard lefties that generally mm, people a little older than me, a lot of times in their 50s, 60s, uh, that are really, really, really bitter about everything. About fucking everything. And they and, and unfortunately that's where a lot of the this new I these n- new ideas about you know perceived microaggressions I don't want to completely d- diminish the idea of microaggressions and safe spaces and all this stuff but there's kind of you know spinning out like of these these like kind of aging um, leftists and I don't mean it leftists as a bad thing people on the left progressives liberals where they will go after and i know and i've worked with in in actually on in this kind of environment here on radio internet radio uh, there are some people that i've worked with that will find a grievance everywhere and we need to not let that become our party we need to let the trump cult have that because like steve uh schmidt said earlier trump constantly plays the victim card there's always this you know let them have that let us not always be the ones who are complaining about weaknesses and in perceived slights and you know microaggressions and stuff like that let us be the ones who are always sticking up for somebody who has it worse than us that's what i want to see yeah, and Republicans are good at pointing the finger and saying, you know, look at those losers and it's their fault that your life is miserable for whatever reason you think it's miserable. And it's great when you can lay the blame at somebody else's feet and it's even better if you can punish them for daring to exist in a method that's not pleasing to you. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah, that's it, a good it, point. Yeah, there there was one person that I saw brought who brought up something that I considered a legitimate complaint against Harris, and even that could be explained because away because she was Attorney General of California, and it might have been something that she really didn't have a choice in whether or not she argued it the way she did, but. That was when she argued against the um, the right of a transgender prisoner to get treatment and surgery while in prison. But that was the one thing that I've seen somebody bring up as far as a never Camilla issue that could be considered a legitimate beef. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that is, you know, yeah, that is a a legitimate uh, issue, except she's also posted stuff that's, you know, pro-LGBT, she's pro-immigrant, she's pro a lot of things now that she's acting as a senator, and she's pissing people off. Um, And when you're in a job, there are certain things that you have to do that you may not like. We've all done stuff that, you know, we would rather not have done as part of our job. Um, I'm willing to give someone a little bit of wiggle room on that and you know ask them directly or wait and see what their you know what their um, 
direction is looking like as they're going and then sorry my cat's bitching at me oh um, no that's okay <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I encounter that on a nightly basis it's uh, after about nine thirty, the doctor will be in here singing the song of his people yeah rudy likes to yeah Rudy likes to um, serenade the world, uh, starting in the evening and continuing through the middle of the night. Sure. Um, but it's hard for me to just pick, you know, one example of one thing and and say, you know, that is the sum total of this person, this politician, yeah. and based on that one thing that they've done out of their, you know, however many year career, I'll never, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever look at them, and they deserve to die. Um, yeah. I just can't go there. Sure, it's it's perfection. Yeah, it's it's one thing. Like if yeah, yeah, exactly, Rain. You, you, I I agree, hundred percent. But you know, it's one thing to criticize somebody over like a policy stance or something like that. But then, like as we pointed out earlier, the smearmonger Newt Gingrich. It's perfectly reasonable to say he's doing the same thing now that he did with Vince Foster with the Seth Rich. You know, I mean that that's his that's his mo. So, you know, when the people start repeating this sleaze behavior that's completely non-related to policy, yes. then, you know, that you, know, you can always judge somebody by that. So, but it, it's, it's almost break time, so so Rain, go ahead. Uh, I just want to say this that. really quick. When we talk about people like Newt Gingrich and Trumpsters and even Republicans, for the most part, and I am going to do a broad swath thing here, for the most part, they don't change their opinion they don't evolve they don't they don't come around i mean with the exception of orrin hatch who actually came out for transgender troops Mm -hmm. but if you turn it turn it around and look at people like you know barack obama hillary clinton bill clinton um those are the people off the top of my head they have evolved on social issues sure and so you know and once again going back to the perfect candidate I want to believe that people in my party are willing to evolve and are willing to say, yeah, I was here at this point and I was wrong. And they don't even have to say that they were wrong per se, because I'm not in the I'm not in the business of punishing people. I want to hear that they've evolved. People like Newt Gingrich don't evolve. People in our party, like Kamala Harris, I believe evolve. And that's a big difference. Absolutely. So. Um, uh, well, Moon Mayor, it, it is. Uh, we we got to get ro- rolling to the break. Uh, but yes. it was a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else you would like to add in particular before you leave? Uh, well, you know, I can't leave without saying penis. Don't say penis <laughs> in this house! I was setting you up and, real- and you, you knocked it down. Yep. And that, <laughs> that, was, that was really, that was the entire reason I called. You know, forget all of this, res, you know, opinion stuff and good conversation yeah. bucket. You know, it's all about the penis. <laughs> yes, it is. You know. Don't say penis in this house. There you go. All right. Or well, so you believe. <laughs> well, uh, so. Uh, well, Moon Mayor, it, w- it was great having you back on the program. I'm so glad you, I've got you in my Thank contacts you. again. I know it's kind of been a slow process rebuilding after the after what I believe to be a Russian hack on my old Skype account. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll have you back on again soon. Uh, and I hope you okay. enjoy the rest of your night. And hopefully, uh, the Trump cult doesn't drive you uh, as crazy as it drives me. Thank you, and the same to you. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Mayor. Right. Bye. 
All right. Bye-bye. So, uh, all right. We're going to go ahead and uh, get to the break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, uh, we're, we're going to uh, – uh, oh, oh, we have a bonus Mad Lib tonight, everybody. We're going to do two of our own. But I found another one that was filled out in the book when I bought it. So we'll read that one. Uh, this book is almost full, by the way. So that'll be that'll be in our next prize package. Somebody can go reminisce and relive uh, with the actual hard copy of the Mad Libs. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and hit the break. Uh, thanks again to Moon Mayor for joining us. We'll be right back with lots more. Well, uh, at least about an hour more of this stuff here. Uh, right after Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Ah, that's adorable. That's getting awkward. And now it's just plain creepy. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. That beer's gonna get warm. One thing I can't fucking stand is warm beer makes me fucking puke. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yes! Who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, welcome back to my normal, normal, <laughs> my usual co-host, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Uh, nobody's normal on this show. I know I ain't normal. No, no. But thank you. I take it as an insult. I love that you laughed uh, so. when you said normal. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, normally you're here on the show with me, uh, but uh, that, that's uh, that's kind of what I meant. But and of course, uh, also uh, uh, in our rotator uh, <laughs> rotating co-host uh, slot tonight, <laughs> our good friend Cat from Columbus, Ohio, my state, Woo-hoo, fellow Buckeye. Cat. Whooped my ass at air hockey uh, uh, many moons ago, and uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. And normal is boring. I've been saying that for like twenty-five years now. You are not yeah. alone, cat. What is so, this normal that people speak of? So, uh, okay. Speaking of not being normal, I don't want this to be a normal show all the time. And at some point, we're not always going to want to do Mad Libs on the show. We will be doing Mad Libs tonight. But I, I just came up with an idea uh, for uh-huh. a new new trivia slot on the show. And we're, we're going to be strict about this, too, because you, you, it's got to be an honor system thing that everybody who's on the show with me um, can't Google. You can't do a Google church. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I, I want to start. Uh, I'm going to do a trivia thing on an upcoming show. 
and it's going to be called what do, what does it eat Susan likes it. She just said it from the other room because I was outside and I was like, what do lightning bugs eat? I have no idea what lightning bugs eat. Do either of you know what lightning bugs eat? Rain? I think that they eat nits. What about, what about you, Kat? What do you think lightning bugs eat? I think they eat leaves. Well, this is what I... So they're vegans. Cat is, is saying that lightning bugs are vegans. This is what <laughs> I this is what I found out, and this this is pretty interesting. Fireflies are predatory when young, so they probably do eat like little gnats, nits, things like that when they're young. But as adults, oh, they wow. usually they usually eat plant pollen or nectar. Look at that cat! We were both right. And uh, the mixed diet depends on the type of species of firefly, and there's around. 2,000 different firefly species. The larvae of the fl- firefly fly mainly eat the larvae of snails and slugs. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> um, so anyway... The, the fireflies just kind of like crawl up behind slugs and be like, there's your slime, I'm going to yeah, eat it. Yeah, so, so we're going to... have a whole line of fireflies just blinking. Yeah, there's just like the, the little larvas. I mean, seriously, so I guess... The larvas of fireflies plant their, uh, no, fireflies plant their larvae within larvae of snails and slugs. That's horrifying. That's like, <laughs> that's like alien stuff. Um, so anyway, so yeah, that, there's a new feature that we're going to do on the show from time to time. What does it eat? And I'm going to pick is, is obscure of an animal. I'm going to hopefully find animals that I don't know, and it'll be a learning experience for me too. Uh, not animals that I don't know. Animals that I don't know what they eat. And I'm not going to say like so, cats. Cats, what do they eat? <laughs> so that makes that makes fireflies like um, xenomorphs and their larvae like chestbursters. They yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> they don't even wait until you're fully grown though. They go after you when you're a larva yourself. So uh, that's terrifying. But they're they're beautiful. Do you bugs. know what I learned today? Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you what? something. What? I learned today that praying mantises eat birds. I know. Oh, I just oh, learned yeah. a future no. trivia thing. No, I was no. That's okay. Uh, I I think I did know that. Um, but yeah, because praying mantises are creepy. They, they are eat creepy. birds. They try to eat birds. And oh, if they it's... can't eat the birds. They eat the feathers. Yeah, and uh, Psy Guy says a lot of adult insects don't eat anything as adults. So, um, so yeah, and th- that that is, yeah, there are a lot because I know we have like the Canadian soldiers or the midges or whatever that come across the lake that don't eat as adults. They just come over, they poop out their larva and they die. I don't know. So anyway, but yeah, all right. Usually so being a swarming mass of insects while doing it. Exactly. Uh, so all why right. Why can't the Trump administration just poop out its larva and die? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> because they're killing their larva. Look at what they've done to Spicy and Rice and Mooch. Oh, the humanity. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead because uh, I want to. I want to get to another story. This is the, probably the most murder fisty stuff we have for tonight. But I'm going to also start fishing for some adjectives in the chat. So, uh, um, Jake Tapper and Jim Acosta. This is the part two of the segment. I, I didn't play before, but 
um, uh, it, it, it kind of led into some Huckabee Sanders stuff. So listen to this. As one story ends, another story begins. Uh, I, I thought it was quite striking here that Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, said that the president of the United States was joking about police officers roughing up uh, suspects uh, at that uh, event that he held last Friday. You recall the president talking about that during that uh, speech uh, going after undocumented gangs and so forth. Uh, the president made some remarks about roughing up uh, police suspects uh, during this press briefing here, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that the president was just joking there, uh, which of course uh, begs the question, uh, how is it at all appropriate for the president of the United States to be joking about police brutality? Uh, Yeah, because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot today. Donald Trump being born into a life of luxury and wealth and never having to worry about anything, uh, especially run-ins with the police. It's really easy for him to look at police officers and say you know what you're the best i love you everything you do is great and you know what these people that you're arresting just go ahead and beat the shit out of them because i've never had to worry about that so why should i care about anybody else that shows the kind of depravity and in uh, uh, psychopathy or so sociopathy uh that you know uh he he's uh, that swirls around in that thick merkin of his Let's keep in mind that this is the man who took out a full-page ad in the New York Times mm-hmm. calling for the death penalty for the Central Park Five. Exactly. So this is a guy who... I, I'm, I'm really upset at his comments. Well, because it, I think that he thought... I think that Trump thought that he was talking to a whole bunch of white police officers. Yep. I, well, I really believe that. Let let us recall that back in about 1926 or 1927, an individual named Fred Trump was arrested and loaded into a paddy wagon at a Klan rally in Queens. And it's a damn shame that he wasn't roughed up by those cops. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we'll still keep talking about this, but I want to get to um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders from yesterday dismissing this as just a joke. When the president made his speech to police officers on Friday, almost within minutes, statements came from police chiefs across the country uh, criticizing his remarks that seemed to endorse the use of force by police in certain arrests. Was the president joking when he said this, or did he check his remarks out with the International Association of Police Chiefs, or maybe the Attorney General? I believe he was making a joke at the time, Trey. Wow. Just moving right along, moving right along. It didn't get any better today. It did not get any better today. Um, Here, uh, Mm. uh, the press corps was a little more verbose about getting an answer on this. This is how it went down today. Yesterday, you said that the president was joking about uh, his comments, uh, putting suspects' heads, telling police officers they shouldn't cover their heads and putting them in the car. Was he making a joke about police brutality? Not at all. I think you guys are jumping uh, and trying to make something 
out of nothing. He was simply making a comment, making a joke, and it was nothing more than that. On that same issue, the head of the DEA wrote immediately after the president made those remarks to officers in the DEA, telling them to disregard them and saying you have an obligation to speak up when something wrong happens. It wasn't a directive. It was a joke. There's a very big difference. Why, why was that not clear? Olivia? Moving right along. Moving right along. That was so disturbing. Yeah. I can't even begin to say how disturbing it was. So she so she said it was a joke moving along. And then earlier, she was like, it was just a thing. Get over it. I mean, am I mishearing that? No. Because no, I'm pretty it, sure I'm not. What was, it was funny about thing it? He said, she, and I think you guys are taking this out of context. It was a joke. Let's move along. But it's not a joke. What's funny about it? This is a man who's never, ever, ever, ever in his lifetime had to worry about you know he's protected by private security he was protected by his father's wealth he's never ever ever once had to worry about getting roughed up by the police cat but but it's not just that if it was a joke well let's look at what else we have to go on that he's expressed similar sentiments about in the past like um, when people would protest at his campaign rallies right. and he would encourage people to to beat them up and back in the day we used to knock their heads in and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'll this is not your... joking. No, it's not. Cat's, Cat, you're completely right. It's not a joke. And And the fact that Sarah Huckabee Sanders said it's a joke let's move on and then said it's not a joke you're not getting it but it's a joke again i it's the latest in a pattern it's the latest in a pattern of him uh advocating authoritarian violence that's yeah. exactly what he's doing that's exactly what he's doing i mean when i when i saw that when i saw that and i did i watched it and i was like holy crap um i was i was terribly disgusted <laughs> i lived in suffolk county which is where he said this he said this in front of the suffolk county police department i lived there and um that police department is it's what it is i don't think it's a great police department if if given a choice i would prefer my alexandria police department over suffolk county and I really, really was disgusted by the fact that people behind him clapped and cheered when he said that. That was my mm -hmm. biggest problem with it. I don't think I'm completely surprised that Trump said that because, as you pointed out, Kat, he has said stuff like this before. What made me really bothered was that the people behind him clapped and cheered. Yeah, and... It's like when he would give his rallies on the campaigns and he would lead them in lock her up chants and uh, he, he would point out Katie Turr in the um, media pit and immediately people would focus on her and start getting in her face yeah. and threatening her. I mean, this is a pattern of behavior. Yeah, How and this you is, claim it's a joke? 
Yeah, that's that's the thing. And and you're right. This is a pattern of behavior. This is something that, you know, for all of us who have been watching this, um, this is what he does. And I do find it disgusting that Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said it was a joke. And I just, I really feel the need to go back to the fact that that police department clapped him. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to clap. No, they didn't. They absolutely That's the didn't. part I, I find, you know, I have friends that live in Suffolk County, New York. Yeah. Um, it's, it's disturbing. It really is. And, it's, you know, I, I've... I uh, um, I was really, really, really uh, in my early twenties. I was really, really bitter towards um, police in the small town where I grew up. Um, I'd moved out, but my friend and bandmate Sven, yes, Sven, Sven and Ken. Everybody used to joke when we showed up at a party. Hey, it's Sven and Ken. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my my good friend Sven, um, he was getting gas at the local gas station in his uh, big old bomber of a car. Um, and one of the local cops showed up and was harassing him about something and didn't like how Sven talked to him and totally smashed his face into the hood of his car. I mean, his face was, was mutilated for, I mean, it, he healed. It wasn't, you know, he didn't have like super deep abrasions or anything like that, but his, his face was swollen, bruised, bloodied. Um, just because this, this cop, there was nobody around and he didn't like the way, and Sven didn't even drink. Sven didn't do drugs. He didn't drink. He was totally straight edge. And this cop just beat the shit out of him. And, uh, and, and, you know, so, so this is personal to me, at least on this level, uh, that, that, you know, I had some really, it took me a long time to ever be able to look at somebody in a uniform and and you know look them in the eye and and feel like i would be able to give them respect because it it really it really kind of fucked with me and a lot of my friends at the time we were so angry and sven never ever got justice out of that situation just like you know and think about how we are you know think about this is a white kid you know Look at the justice that's never gotten for you know. Oh, I don't Freddie know. Gray. Tamir Rice, the Freddie the Gray. boy the boy with the toy gun that didn't even yeah. have you know. I mean, I mean when he when he said that, I really did think of Freddie Gray, because Freddie Gray literally was thrown in the back of a police, a quote unquote paddy wagon. Yeah, and he died because of that. He's, yeah, that. That was definitely the first uh, thought that came to my mind because it was so specific to that case. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Yeah, I can see that uh, more. And the problem, the problem with what Trump, one of the many problems with what Trump said, was that he made it very clear, at least to me, that he believes that when police arrest somebody, Trump believes that they're automatically guilty. Yes. Uh, and like you said, yeah, going all the way back to the the Central Park Five, yeah, you know that's yeah. that's the the pattern of behavior, you know. Uh, that's as, a really as, bad thing for a president to believe. It really is, 
It really is. And, and this reinforces my idea that everybody who voted for Trump and everybody who still supports him is okay with that. They are okay with racism. Because, I mean, the, the, the most mild form of racism out of Trump was birtherism, even though it was the most pervasive and, you know, the, the, the greatest uh, move, new movement of racist movement of the 21st century. When I say greatest, you know, I, I just mean vast, not. I love that you said it was the most mild form, and I think you're right. Yeah, it, it, you know, if compared to the discrimination, uh, the housing discrimination, what his father did with, uh, you know, it, it, now with this, with this one is, this is probably the most racist outside of the Central Park Five because basically he's saying, do to everyone what I wanted them to do to the Central Park Five. Yeah. You know, just yeah. fuck it, kill him. You catch him, kill him. You know, no matter what. So uh, I'm sorry, they, we're, we're, this, it's, it's, it's getting into downer territory. So I want to get to one last uh, clip from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And, um, you know, that letter that Don Jr. wrote about the, uh, the meeting with the Russians. <laughs> Just, any father would help. Any, any. I've never asked my father to help me write a letter. And I've never colluded with somebody from another country. I met a drank with a German guy once. But there was I, no... I, <laughs> my father would never... Man, anytime I did something wrong, my father would be like, you need to own up to it. Yeah, I mean... The, it, it, okay, <laughs> uh, let's say this. No normal child should go crying to daddy for help when you fucking got caught red-handed. But here's the other thing. I know we have to get into it, but here's the other thing. He was 39 years old. He wasn't a fucking child. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, so we here. Just make that yeah. clear. So when we get into this, just remember, Donald Trump Jr., not a child. No. He is pretty much middle-aged. So, yeah. So he wrote a letter uh, explaining what happened at the big meeting with yes. the uh, the Russian lawyer. Uh, you know, the, the whole meeting about adoption with zero persons uh, in attendance who knew anything about adoption. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so this is, and apparently the, the report has been that uh, uh, Fat Daddy Trump uh, helped uh, Don Jr., American psycho, with his, um, with his letter. According to the Washington Post, the president tried to change the narrative of what went down in uh, John Peter's meeting with the Russian lawyer. Can you address that story and tell us, did the president really try to do that? Look, uh, the statement that Don Jr. issued is true. There's no inaccuracy in the statement. The president weighed in as any father would based on the limited information that he had. Any father. Uh, this is all discussion, frankly, of no consequence. There was no follow-up. It was disclosed to the proper parties, which is how the New York Times found out about it to begin with. The Democrats want to continue to use this as a PR stunt and are doing everything they can to keep this story alive and in the papers every single day. The president, the American people, they voted America first, not Russia first, and that's the focus of our administration. John? Can you clarify the degree to which the president waited? Uh, he didn't. He certainly didn't dictate, but, you know, he, like I said, he weighed in, offered suggestion like any father would do. 
Okay, first of all, since I know my dad is listening, Dad, I want to go meet with some spies. Okay, so once I'm done, I'm going to talk to you about possibly helping me write a letter to change the narrative of what happened when I talked to those spies. Any father would do it. You're going to help me with this letter, Dad. <laughs> How insane is that? It's all so insane. God damn it. Yeah. We, we gotta, she got basically God said, damn it. Whoa. God damn it. God damn it. She also kind of said it was a suggestion. Yeah, any father would totally suggest how to rephrase something to make it totally sound like you're not meeting with spies. Oh my fucking god! Uh, and then, but from from the Washington Post article, and I posted this on my Facebook page. I need to, this was the 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 thing that was like just blew my fucking mind because Trump believes he is innocent. Some advisors explained. He therefore does not think he's at any legal risk for a cover-up. In his mind, they said there is nothing con to conceal. He uh, wrote the letter to conceal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, and, and then after that, Huckabee Sanders, af after that non-answer, everything in the letter was accurate. It was all true. Well, I'm sure there were things that weren't in the letter that are also true but weren't in the letter <laughs> well everything uh, in that letter was not true because well, Trump uh, of course jr came out with his own release of the emails yeah that's right that's right so, <laughs> so uh but yeah so but but anyway so after that and in this is what you brought up earlier rain she went on like a two minute long screed about how well, you might want to ask the Clintons about the uranium sale to the Russians and meeting with with the Ukrainians. Yeah, she. Oh my God! Is that the get out of jail free card for this group? I well, think you know, we did all of this awful nasty stuff, but you should really ask about the Clintons and this one complete lie that we've made up about that. Yeah. No. No, cat. See, now I'm at the point of the night where I'm like speaking in half sentences. God damn it! <laughs> it just, it's just, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. They were asked about this letter. You know, Huckabee Sanders was asked about this letter, and she went off on a tirade. And I think it's very important to point out if you did not see this press briefing, mm -hmm. she started off by answering a question and. Sarah went right straight to reading a pre-prepared response. Yeah. And by the way, she and was getting... I thought that she, was stunning today. She was getting angry as she read it. And in turn, it was making me angry. So that's why yes. nobody is hearing that audio tonight. Because I was fucking pissed when I heard her going off on this litany of nonsense about... Again, okay, great. Hillary Clinton did this bad stuff. Impeach her. Sorry, she's not president. 
you know, so well, that uh, you was know, one of the questions. Yeah, that was actually one of the questions by the reporter. Like, hey, guess what? Clinton's not president. Yeah, fucking Today's own this shit. Such a freaking shit show. Yeah, really was. It really was. So anyway, on that note, we do have to wrap it up. But I, I will say, I do have a very funny story of something that happened to the White House before we do Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, it's so it's so amazing. Uh, so some great audio from Jake Tapper coming up, and I know I'm leaning hard on the tap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's doing a great job. He really is. But there's a great story. Uh, apparently, some uh, some people at the White House got fooled recently. If you missed this story, <laughs> oh, you're gonna laugh and laugh. Uh, it's amazing. So, all right, we're gonna go ahead and hit the break. We're gonna listen to Truth Destroyed by Hairwolf and uh, come back and uh, get into that other story I was talking about. Uh, won't get fooled again. I bet they will. Oh, and by the way, Eric's the smart one again. <laughs> You'll all will be revealed. But we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back with me, Cat, and Rain right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Columbus. And thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the final segment of this Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. The first show of August on August 1st. Look at that. Time flies when you're under a dictatorship. Wow. <laughs> it's uh, August. Yeah, Yay. it really is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's weird uh, putting eight at the beginning of the month, uh, you know. Uh, when dating files and such. Uh, so anyway, I'm sorry. I kind of burped on air. That was really crass of me. Uh, but of course, welcome back, Rain and Cats. And uh, yeah, there it was. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Um, 
Okay, so I'm not going to tell anybody about what this story is, because if you haven't heard it, I want you to be completely surprised. Jake Tapper discusses, well, I guess I'll say this. It's a new email scandal for the White House. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is so good. This is so good. Here we go. Jake Tapper on what happened in some emails to the white to staffers in the White House. Hook, line, and sinker. A self-described email prankster in the UK fooled a number of senior White House officials into thinking that he was other White House officials, including an episode where the prankster convinced the White House official tasked with cybersecurity, Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert, that he was Jared Kushner. And he received Bossert's <laughs> private email address unsolicited. He shared some of those emails with us. Quote, Tom, we are arranging a bit of a soiree towards the end of August. The fake Jared Kushner on an Outlook account wrote to Bossert's official White House email account. Quote, it would be great if you could make it. I promise food of at least comparable quality to that which we ate in Iraq. Should be a great evening. The very real Bossert wrote back to the very fake Jared Kushner. Quote, thanks, Jared. With a promise like that, I can't refuse. Also, if you ever need it, my personal email is. And then he gave his personal email address. White House officials acknowledged to CNN that the incidents happened and said they were taking the matter seriously. Quote, we take all cyber-related issues very seriously and are looking into these incidents further, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders told CNN this evening. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, here's, here's, uh, I'm going to just back it up there a little bit. You're not taking cyber security issues seriously if you're getting tricked by a guy in the UK pretending to be Jared Kushner. And and somebody giving out their personal email address. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I mean, it, to me, I, I got to jump in here. When I read this sure. story, when I heard this story, I was like, "Where are the people in the White House who say don't give out your personal email address?" Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, where's the people who are like, "Here's our standards. Don't do this." Yeah, I I know. I, I mean, this is, you know. <laughs> I, I I just this is just really kind of this is karma, this is karma going on right now. And cat cat, had you heard this story? No, I hadn't. Well, okay, it gets oh, even. Oh, you're gonna love this. Story, it gets Kat. even. It gets even better in the next clip because <laughs> fake Reince Priebus emailed Scaramucci. <laughs> And he fell for it. Oh, it's so this and this very well could be. Maybe it's not cocaine. Maybe it's this that got Scaramucci uh, uh, fired. Another exchange appears to have possibly played a role in the tensions between then White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci and former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus, masquerading as Priebus. The prankster emailed Scaramucci's official White House account using a Mail.com account on Saturday. Fake Priebus attacked Scaramucci in the email. Quote, at no stage have you acted in a way that's even remotely classy. General Kelly will do a fine job. I'll even admit he will do a better job than me. But the way in which that transition has come about has been diabolical and hurtful. I don't expect a reply. The very real Scaramucci responded to the very fake (laughs) Priebus. You know what you did. We all do. Even today. But rest assured, we were prepared. A man would apologize. Fake Priebus wrote back to real Scaramucci. I can't believe you're questioning my ethics. The so-called mooch who can't even manage his first week in the White House without leaving upset in his wake. I have nothing to apologize for. 
Again, the actual Scaramucci responded, read Shakespeare, particularly Othello. You are right there. My family is fine, by the way, and will thrive. I know what you did. No more replies from me. Uh, 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 okay. Okay. So we need to back it up there because he was basically saying Priebus did something. He, he let leak to the fake guy, to the fake Priebus. You know what you did in a real man would apologize. <laughs> so what did he do? I mean, well, online he accused him of having an affair. Um. Well, no, no, no. Scaramucci. I don't think that's Scaramucci's, what the was talking no, about. No, Scaramucci's friend accused. Priebus of having an affair. Fake Priebus. Yes, that's he, right. You're he, right. He was, he was accusing fake Priebus of doing something that he needed to apologize for. You know what you did. What did he this do? Is, what so, okay, now I, I'm going to... line at the salad bar at the White well, House? Well, uh, here, I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna plead ignorance on uh, Othello because uh, I mean, what what could the Othello reference mean here? Oh. Is the, is there a, a do either of you know Othello very well? Susan probably does. Um, so. Basically, I think what he's doing is he's accusing um, Priebus of being Iago. Um, I'm not sure whether he's considering himself to be Othello or if he's considering Trump to be Othello. Okay. But Iago basically is a backstabber and um, he tries to get with Othello's woman and Ooh. things like that. He was trying to bang so, Melania. No. <laughs> or maybe, maybe he's insinuating that uh, that Priebus turned his wife against him, and that's why Mooch and the wife are getting divorced. Oh, so see, that seems that seems like there. Hmm. Yeah, Although well, she left him a it, couple of months ago. She did. She left him back in March. But they hmm. just had a kid recently, Maybe. so the the problem with the marriage must be fairly recent. So maybe Priebus was having sex with Scaramucci's wife. No, because she no. was like, <laughs> pregnant and shit. Oh, I'm sorry. No, well, that wasn't gonna... No, that wasn't happening. Okay. No. Sorry, I was just looking for... I was just no, looking... Seriously, seriously. I was just looking for what, an excuse to... Pl I was... I was just looking for an excuse to play this clip. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I think he might have told Mrs. Mooch that Mooch was thinking with the penis in his... Or the brain in his penis rather than the brain in He's his head. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener no. instead of the head of his brain. Yeah. That I need to know what's going on. The reality is, the reality is, is that that uh, Scaramucci and his wife they separated a few months ago. Okay. That that is that is that's not fake news. It's not fake news. Definitely not. So I was taking a drink. In, I would have he agreed jumped into this whole. I mean, it, yeah. it, this divorce didn't just happen in the past ten days. So yeah. I don't know what Mooch is talking about. Well, um, what, what we'll, do you think? 
Priebus, well, look at Priebus. What can he do? He's like a slug. He's like, well, we have to talk about some things. What could you Priebus know have what? Done? That makes me mad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we got we we got to get our droopy yeah, that, drop oh, in here. You know what? That makes me mad. That's the the chat room has helped us out with Othello. Okay. Iago was a backstabber, which I was right about. And okay. then Will from Chicago clarified that Iago tried to convince Othello of Desdemona, who is Othello's wife, her infidelity, which drove Othello to murder and madness. Uh, ooh. Right, so maybe Bryce is the father of Scaramucci's ex-wife's baby. Oh! <laughs> So I don't know. Did it uh, come out bald? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, you know what he was thinking with. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That makes me mad. All right. Well, you know what else is going to make a lot of Trump cultists mad right now? Eric Trump turns out to be the smart one again. Oh my God, this is so deliciously <laughs> stupid. Listen to this. Here's the last clip from Jake Tapper on the White House getting fooled again. In a different exchange, the very real Scaramucci was hoodwinked by the same prankster pretending to be ambassador to Russia designate John Huntsman. Oh, Quote, this is great. Whose head should roll first? The bogus Huntsman asked from a Gmail account on Friday before the previous termination had been announced. Maybe I can help things along somewhat, responded the very real Scaramucci. Both of them, an apparent reference to Priebus and Steve Bannon. Huntsman himself was also tricked with the prankster pretending to be Eric Trump, the president's son. Eric Trump was similarly hoodwinked by the prankster emailing as his older brother, Donald Trump Jr., though Eric realized it and said he was notifying the authorities. <laughs> Eric Trump is the only one smart enough to see through this. Oh, oh, seriously. Oh, I, I, I gotta give Trump I, gotta, and I don't like this. Uh, I gotta give Eric Trump an amen for this. <laughs> there you go. Amen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, people, god damn it, these people. I know, I know. Oh, look Seriously, at this. Seriously, just like I'm gonna email back and forth, I'm gonna have conversations. And then Eric Trump's like, I don't think that's right. I better report this. <laughs> but Scaramucci's like, oh, yeah, you son of a... You know? <laughs> and then the guy talking to Koosh, he's like, oh, a meal better than the one we had in Iraq? Oh, please, yum, yum. I would love to have such a delectable dinner, Jared Kushner. You're my best friend. Freaks. And the, but again, Eric what? Trump. Eric Trump. This isn't real. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just keep in fucking mind that you know a lot of people didn't want to vote for Hillary because of her emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it. In, her it, emails, it, her ties to Wall Street, sure. the fact that she's a warmonger who wanted to start World War Three with Russia. But no, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I get all that, Cat. I do. I, and I'm not trying to dismiss it, but. Every fucking time, her emails, her emails, her emails, and this prankster, and thank God, or maybe not God or whatever, but thankfully, this prankster, who, I don't know if we're going to play it, 
told Jake Tapper, I'm not in it to be an agent of chaos. I'm not doing this to, to be a mean person or to, to, you know, hack things. I'm just doing this to have some fun. And you know what, Rain? I don't have it, but you said it right there. That's exactly it. It's he's not in it. it you know, it's it's simply mischief for the sake of mischief. That's it. Yes. Thank and, God. And for I that. love this guy for that. So, but of course, uh, once again, Eric Trump, that's not an email from my brother. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell. I'm telling that's not a real email from my brother. <laughs> no, and again, the smart one, everybody, <laughs> and everybody else who got fooled by it. Blame yourself. You, blame yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Trump White House does not like these developments. No, sir, I don't like it. Yeah, you dummies. Uh, so, oh, by the way, Psy uh, Guy uh, already gave me a suggestion for um, what do they eat. I'm not going to tell you what it is. is there, or what, what does it eat? So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and, uh, it, oh, it, we're, we're getting real late here. So we gotta, we gotta get to Mad Libs. Uh, oh. but yeah, fucking oh, wow. idiot okay. Trump call. Uh, so, all right, Mad Libs. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh, God bless Mad Libs. All right. Uh, well, Rain, we're going to start with you. Uh, I need a plural part of the body. Part of the body, plural. Pinky toes. Pinky toes. Okay, cat. I need um, the name of a Trump administration official. <laughs> Says somebody in the Trump administration. Who's left? Who's uh, left? Who's left? <laughs> or, or I'll tell you what, just a, a, any Trump supporter or former or present affiliate, just a, anybody. Um, and it, it, Mnuchin. Could, uh, okay, Mnuchin. Steve Mnuchin. So, uh, Steve, or Munchin as. <laughs> He was referred to the other day. Uh, Mnuchin and... Uh, okay, uh, Rain. I need a type of vegetable. Zucchini. All right. And uh, for you, Cat, we need... A, hey, a part of the body. Breast. All right, breast it is. And... All right, moving right along. Rain, I need a number. Nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> uh, cat, nine. a verb ending in ing. Lifting. All right, lifting. And rain, another part of the body. Um. Elbow. Elbow it is. Uh, and uh, Cat, I need a number. 35. 35. Rain, I need a plural noun. Nostrils. Nostrils. 
And cat, I need uh, another part of the body. So many parts of the body Wrists. in this one. Uh, so it was singular, so it will be wrist. And okay. Rain, I need one final number from you. 42. All right, so 42 it is. Okay, here we go. We have two Mad Libs. Uh, mostly completed by our chat room, and uh, if we have time, I'll do the bonus one uh, that was already filled out. Uh, so here we go. Lost and found. This is from Mad 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 Libs, and of course, this book is almost done. Almost done. Lost and found. Lost dog, a black and shiny cocker broom with deep brown pinky toes and a very rough tail. Rough, rough. <laughs> answers to the state. Answers to the name of Steve Mnuchin. Oh dear. All right, so that's the first lost. Lost. That's making sense so far. Yeah, lost a solid gold salmon with a lightly carved wooden tax return hanging from it. Reward of fifty threats for the return of this dreadful heirloom. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Lost Sorry. Seven, Sorry. Seven, seven, seven zucchini diamond pinwheel with a sterling headphone clasp. What does that even mean? Gift from noisy grandmother. Owner is breast broken. Generous, <laughs> generous yarn offered upon return. <laughs> All right. These are lot. These are the, the these are lost. The like you put in the the the. The paper. Oh no! Here's found. Oh, he, we got a found one. Found a titillating elephant in my grazing pool. He oh, has God. he has murderous marks on his hide and a short hospital and a very chirpy trunk. Please come and get him. He's eating me out of house and doll hand. Oh, <laughs> All right. Next one. Cellular phones. Uh, our recent survey informs us that one out of every nine investigations owns a succulent phone. Fortunately, lifting over a mobile bourbon in recent years has improved erratically. I don't. That doesn't make any sense. Today, elbow-held fortunes are all the rage. In restaurants, you find many senators of California talking slovenly into their gassy phones. And they eat their Sharpie as they eat their Sharpie. So uh, 35% of American nostrils place their larva calls from their cars as they are choking to and from their home office or scissors. Walking and talking are now the in propaganda to do. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> over forty, over forty-two percent of Americans walk uh, our tired streets with a handheld whirligig pressed against their wrist. Yeah, that's mad lib. I can that's, see that cell phones. Yeah, I've got a, I got a brand new whirligig. I press against my wrist. Actually, I did get a new cell phone. Everybody. So, uh, all right, I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and just blow through this last one. It's, uh, it, it's. Mad Libs uh, from the same book. Uh, it's a love letter. This one was filled out when I got the book. Um, here we go. Love letter. My stupid darling, I love you more than shirt itself. 
Each minute from you is a camp. Each hour is a stinky eternity. Without you, life is dull, boring, and fluffy. I feel like a baby without my kitten, a toddler without my teddy lotion, a dog without its stapler. <laughs> oh, do you get? Do you guys have a golden stapler? Uh, so, or, <laughs> or a staple, stapler retriever? Um, I can't get you out of my butt. <laughs> well. That's I, a thing. I can't stop thinking about the color of your TV, the way you wear your elephant, the way you toss your chalk, your beautiful laugh, and the way you hit a joke. This morning, when I went to the mail, or, or when the mail poster brought your special delivery butterflies, and my eyeballs skipped a beat. My head oh. was my head was in my throat, and my towel oh. trembled so much I could hardly. Leap your toenail. Okay. Uh, what you said... What you said set my lollipop on fire. <laughs> oh, I bet it oh. did. <laughs> Do write again. Until then, I love you from the bottom of my tooth. I will laugh you always, Natalie. So... <laughs> person well, thanks, in room. Natalie. Natalie. So, there you go, everybody. That was the bonus Mad Lib. So uh yeah, that's it everybody. That was that was wacky. Uh so yeah. <laughs> They're really kind of hard to read with all that nonsense. I mean, it, it, some of these are kind of poorly written too. So they try to jam pack too much into it. I think it d just depends on the the author on uh on how they do them right. That's why I'm glad we're doing a user or listener generated Mad Libs uh coming up and it, you, we've already had 3 Tim Carmel Miles and Michelle have all submitted them. If you have ideas from uh, Mad Libs, uh, submit them to me at. Uh, uh, I'll get in touch with me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and uh, I'll send you my email if you don't already have it. So, all right, let's go ahead and wrap things up right now. Cat, thank you uh, for being on with us tonight. Uh, uh, I know last week was was definitely rough. You were. You were understandably uh, extremely livid last week after that bullshit tweet uh, Fat Daddy sent out. Yeah, well, there was that. And then this weekend, there was a, um, a weekend morning radio show that that's popular within the African-American community where... A not very well-known rapper was a guest and basically um, asked about um, it's it's a very long involved story it involves uh, Janet Mock who had been on the weekend before mm -hmm. they asked the rapper about um, how he felt about whether or not a trans woman should disclose whether or not she was trans to a partner at the beginning of a relationship, whether or not they've had surgery and all of that. And basically the guy said that if he found out after having sex with someone that they were trans, that he would effing kill them. Ugh. And, uh, you know, so, and 
the the worst part of this is is we're seven months into the year. There have been fifteen trans women of color killed in this country this year. Exactly. So it's it's crap like that, man. It's crap. It, it, like what's been going on with this radio program over the last couple of weeks that's causing this problem and it's just and and texas was senate bill three and i'm livid today because the national hockey league awarded the 2018 nhl draft to dallas with this senate bill still under consideration there Mm. and so so you got a head full of you got a head full of rage uh, understandably yeah and it's just it's aggravating because i i feel like at every turn people are trying to strip humanity away from us yeah that's well put it's very well put um uh anything else uh you want to add before we uh start wrapping things up um i did see one one thing that was semi-encouraging on the huffington post earlier tonight and at the beginning of the show i posted the the link to the story in the chat but a, a uh, new poll is out that shows that American Muslims are more accepting of homosexuality than white evangelicals. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, I, I'm not shocked by that, unfortunately, because uh, even though we don't see a lot of... I mean, well, we don't see actual American Muslims committing crimes, you know, uh, the one thing that people always forget is um, criminals in prison, uh, violent criminals in prison. The, uh, the it's like ninety some percent they identify as Christian. Nobody ever talks about that. So I'm not surprised at all that uh, the Muslim community, uh, you know, the American Muslim community. Yeah, maybe there's some weirdos who come from you know another country and emigrate and. Uh, bring some twisted belief with them where they want to discriminate. But yeah, American Muslims, uh, they know, they, they, you know, they, they what they witnessed after 9-11, the hatred that they witnessed, that, I think that really opened their hearts to other people who were suffering in, in different ways. So wow. I'm, not, I'm not shocked. But American evangelicals, they're fucking awful. And they, well, they inspire uh, violence and hate every day. Remember, the gunman at the Pulse nightclub. He was actually born in the same hospital in New York as the president. Uh, oh, but and who? excuse me, excuse me for using the proper title. For, oh, I'm sorry. For I, that you, asshole, I thought you were talking but, about Obama for a second there. I got confused. So, <laughs> uh, no, but he yeah. was born in Hawaii, not Queens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, it was Kenya. Um, well, New York and Kenya both have an N, a Y, and a K. But but um, the the number of times that I see white evangelicals tell people like me that I should be 
grateful for their hatred because at least it's just hatred and they don't want to throw me off a building like a Muslim yeah. would. I I live in a neighborhood, uh, an apartment complex, where probably more than half of the people who live here are Somali Muslims. They are the most beautiful, wonderful, friendly people. Yeah. They don't give me half the hatred or even a tenth of the hatred that white evangelicals give me. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, their caricature. And, and again, not, not, not just does their, their version of reality fly in the face of what the real world that we actually live in. But, you know, th- that reductive statement, well, you should be, you should just be happy. We aren't killing you. Right, you should just be happy. Yeah. We're just trying to minimize your rights and take away your rights, because over there they'll fucking kill you. I mean, fuck that. That's like, you know. I mean, again, that's burying that bar in the magma surrounding the core of the earth. You know, we don't. We we're we're better than that as Americans. And uh, but anyway, but but Kat, I I appreciate uh, you being with us tonight and uh, all your uh, wisdom you brought to the program tonight. Uh, but we do, we're, we're like 10 minutes over and we got to start wrapping yeah. things up. So, uh, Rain, uh, what do you got on the way out of the show? Um, nothing. We got to go. We do. I don't, I don't have much else to add, but, uh, of I course, uh, Joe and Pete will be with us on Friday. Uh, check out all the other fine programs here. I hope everybody had a lot of fun tonight. I and do that's have it. to say, actually, I'm really glad Kat was here tonight. I am too. I am too. It was a lot of fun, Cat, and uh, we'll go get you back in the rotator slot down the road. Uh, okay. So, uh, but okay, we're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, wrap things up. Everybody have a wonderful week, and check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. And we'll see you seven to ten p.m. Eastern this Friday for the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night. Nighty night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. How dare you, sir? You are gross.